0: Late night, late night for your host, your beloved Academy (laughs) Academy hosts, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Movie night turned into let's drink in the kitchen night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, you know, stories and Dave Matthews band. It was
0: and then some hardcore metal. Like, I don't know if you made it for that, but... Uh, too scary.
1: I was Too, like, too ah! scary.
0: I'm out of here. <laughs> too scary. <laughs> and uh, so Patrick last night comes up to me and goes, maybe we record this on a Monday to give ourselves a little, little leeway. But it's 9.15 a.m. on a Sunday morning, the night after a 3 a.m. party time session. The Academy Academy, what we're trying to say is we're there for you. We are committed to this thing. Some would say we are unstoppable. <laughs> Ooh. Hello, and welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson.
1: And I'm Patrick Gremion. Ooh, what an and nap today. Welcome to The Academy. Welcome to
0: Scott Scott. The End. unstoppable uh our final tony scott movie 16 bangers uh and of course we're talking today about 2010s unstoppable um just to discuss ahead time we are going to be discussing tony's um fate and uh that'll be a little heavy so if you're not interested in that those tales that's gonna be in the middle
1: yeah and, and maybe i'll do like uh like i'll do a time stamp yeah or something. yeah
0: so we're gonna talk unstoppable we're gonna talk tony's life and we're gonna do tony scott rankings on this one it's gonna be a great one like Ooh. i'm i i feel confident about I'm in this the, episode
1: i'm in the zone dude i'm in I, like i said like you said feeling unstoppable mm-hmm. feeling, feeling like a feeling train. Unstoppable.
0: got fresh coffee how any update? I don't know if the listeners, if we've, if that's Ooh. only been off the air, but uh, any update on the coffee pot situation?
1: Ooh, Mister Coffee, RIP, one hundred percent dead. Does not work. I'm currently rocking a diet, a sugar-free Red Bull. Oh, just uh, yeah, going back Cutting, to kind of the chase. Going to my college, just you know, slimy energy drink, <laughs> yeah. just full on energy slime mode.
0: Jen's convinced that it's um, it's gonna be discovered about fifteen years just how poisonous energy drinks are
1: oh it's like, yeah
0: like it's chemicals yeah like truly like dangerous chemicals
1: i'm like yeah I, I, this is worse than like shooting heroin probably <laughs> like honestly
0: <laughs> it's yeah not, like yeah i mean we only discovered like two years ago just how bad soda was it, has, oh, man. it hasn't stopped anybody soda's mm-hmm. unstoppable
1: no, so much like the train, uh, the titular train, Unstoppable. Ooh, and that's that t- what the train was called, right? The Unstoppable? Yeah,
0: well, much like in the film Jaws, they refer to the shark multiple times as Jaws. <laughs> oh, shit, Jaws is it's, coming. We got ourselves a Jaws. <laughs>
1: that's cinema's Jaws.
0: Yeah. Man, I reckon, I would recognize that shark anywhere. That's Jaws. He's going to be in a movie this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, of course, Chris Pine's like, man, I'm new to being a conductor, and
1: I can't believe they assigned me to the train unstoppable. <laughs> God damn. Do you think I'm like, who do you think I am? Lydia Tarr? Yeah.
0: <laughs> She's uncancelable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in East Asia, conducting video
1: game orchestra. Like, <laughs> really fucking. <laughs> Recreations of Luigi's. I mansion. would like to
0: see Kate Blanchett remake this movie in the Denzel Washington role. Ooh, I think that'd, that'd be, be very really fun. good. She could crush it.
1: She would be really good. So I mean... we're talking
0: Unstoppable today. uh Tony's mm-hmm. final movie. To- Unstoppable is currently on Hulu, uh, but can be rented through all the services and has a nice Blu-ray as well. Oh? um
1: I've seen this movie a bunch. What's, what's your history with this movie? Uh, I saw it when it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like I've seen it like at least once, like just at home, like on DVD or Blu-ray or stream or via streaming, like before we did this podcast. Uh, It's a banger, like, yeah. you know, I've, I remember seeing it and uh, Call I think it days. was, yeah, it's just full on. It's fun. It's a good, it's a good time. And I think like, think of like the last tony scott movie no i saw taking a pill one two three and that movie's really fun but then yeah. this one's like dude
0: this one is like firing in all cylinders this one's got it all yeah well um, it's like
1: yeah it's the perfect it's the synthesis of everything it's just like and it's just so streamlined Ooh, mm-hmm. oh man
0: so as we know quentin tarantino is deeply obsessed with legacy and like filmography
2: for mm. a director
0: and he studied quite extensively the idea of the final film and how this is the reason why he wants to retire is that he does not believe after a certain age your final film will be any good like mm. he feels that the older filmmakers get with a few exceptions um the weaker they get and but he has claimed this is one of the greatest final films ever made but this of course is not a like 85 year old man final film. this was a film made by a guy who at, at least in that moment believed there were many more films to come
1: yeah and yeah, and arguably kind of someone at the prime like I felt like everything was coming together yeah
0: I mean I think he he yeah, he really knew where he was and he was probably, one of the film we'll get into some of the lost projects but Whoa. one of the films he was working on you know became top gun maverick the biggest hit of last year which he would have been involved he was the director for that prior to his passing uh he but for unstoppable so i saw unstoppable when it came out on video because i heard people were like oh it's actually pretty good and i you know and then you know you watch it you're like oh this movie's like- not only pretty, this movie's great. <laughs>
1: like, yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, it's become just like a favorite, like, I, when my mom was here visiting, mm-hmm. we were, like, looking for a movie to watch. Put on, throw on Unstoppable. She loved it. My mom oh, yeah. loved Unstoppable. Like my
1: mom likes this movie, too. It's a good, like, I think everyone, it's just a solid meat and potatoes, like, like, no one would hate this. There's no reason to hate this movie. No, you it's know? a
0: very classical movie. This is, like, We've got a problem. We've got two big-time leading actors who are going to fight for the solution. And they're surrounded to a T with brilliant character actors. And that's that. And it's all said and done in a trim-sharp 98 minutes. Ooh. Under 100. Really, I mean, this is what we're talking about, folks. This, like... There's no loose ends there's this is everything's on the bone on this on this one movie that has been Uh, trimmed basic story of this movie it's pretty pretty straightforward uh railroad engineer frank barnes is heading toward retirement and he's paired with young upstart conductor Will Colson. their names are very important
1: because the news says their full name nonstop throughout this entire movie. <laughs> Will Colson is dead. <laughs> like America knows who Will Colson is by the by end the, of this. He at the end of this 98 minutes. Yes. he's basically trained Sully by the yeah. end of this. <laughs> it's a
0: normal day. But, and they're working it, and they're kind of dealing with the fact that Denzel's being replaced by this young guy, and all the, mm-hmm. you know, we get to know them as people, or oh, Frank is, I'll get to the casting in a moment here, but, um, the, meanwhile, on another, uh, track, train 777 is being set up with the, and, uh, by two utter ding-dongs. It's a and goofus <laughs> situation,
1: folks, <And> it's... <laughs>
0: Turn on the both the they need to accelerate it, they leave it open, and the air brake isn't on and the train just starts moving. And um Ethan Suffley's not the man, we'll just put it that way, to sprint and catch up with the train.
1: (laughs) No. And it gives up. There's a point where he's he's like, literally
0: literally trips and falls on his face. (laughs) (laughs) And we got a runaway train. And Mm -hmm. now um and the train is carrying all sorts of highly dangerous chemicals that, if it were to derail, basically mm-hmm. that would be like dropping a ball, a massive bomb on one of these like small Pennsylvania towns. That yeah, face.
1: shout out to molten fennel that is yeah. a scary sounding thing.
0: It sounds Great. scary. I don't, want my, I don't want my small town, um, coated in molten <laughs> th- th- stuff. Yeah, anything uh, that's like
1: molten is a no-no for me.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just not getting near it. And no. so there's a bunch of solutions and thoughts on just how to stop this rapidly speeding train.
2: Mm-hmm. But what
0: it really is going to come down to is the ingenuity and courage of Ooh. two regular guys tracking down this train and get and just getting more and more. Fucking exciting as they do so, like it's it <laughs> building to a utterly satisfying and completely thrilling final fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Well, it's like it's interesting. Is that like I feel like Coulson and. Washington, they don't get into the, the the like the meat of it until maybe like the last like forty five or thirty minutes of the movie. They're kind of on the sidelines a little bit. When the train
0: when they start trying to chase down the train backwards is when that our boys start really making moves. And it is just like just thinking about it, it makes me want to watch it again. Because I just Ooh. it's like it just it's so much fun and it's just it's a total blast. So um this is Semi based on a true story. Ooh. There was a runaway locomotive. It was called the CSX 8888 8, 8, 8 incident. Mm-hmm. This, the train was a CSX 888. 8, 8 was its number? Uh, it only got to about forty miles per hour. They were able to like track <laughs> it down. It was not on a like eighty mile per hour death drive <laughs> like it is in this movie. <laughs> And you know, but game. it was still like two brave, like brave regular like train operator guys um you know, I mean even the people who were, like they're like, oh yeah, the movie is predictably exaggerated and dramatized to make the whole thing way more entertaining oh yeah Crazy. like I... and they changed the names of the two leads and mm-hmm. you know all they make that. It, they like... make
1: it, they make a fictional like Stanton Pennsylvania. I love yeah. by the way the um just like this the the backdrop and it's that a, like it's industrial. another test,
0: it's another total testament to Tony Scott shooting on real locations and choosing like everyone feels like they belong there. Everyone yeah. feels like they live in this like even even Denzel Washington Chris Pine. Like yeah, are like I buy it. I buy all well, of them. It's, like, well, it's
1: so crazy, because, like, Chris Pine, there is, like, this part of me that's, like, it's almost like a bone collector scenario where, like, this guy is, like, too much of a hunk to be, like... Like, maybe Chris he, Pine modeled in he, Europe, who he knows? Does, he does
0: have that thing that he is... He is... He remains maybe a little too hunky to be taken seriously.
1: <laughs> well, it's still little, just a hair. But I think it works for his character because, like, they kind of give him this explanation of, like, he has, like... He's like be basically the the working blue collar train version of a Nepo baby. Like he has he's a like Nepo two baby,
0: um- and he's also a hothead. Yeah. Um
1: he has two I uncles get, that are wielders in the union.
0: Yeah, I know, and that's how he scored this spot over Denzel and his buddy. Well, who's the? Uh, he? Oh, <laughs> his, 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 the guy <laughs> R I P Judd, Judd Stewart. <laughs> Judd, yeah. Judd fucking yeah, all right. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Judd fucking dies. Yeah, and well the news tells us all about it in this movie. Judd Stewart. Like, I love the news in the the news in this movie is the best news. Like
1: it rules. <laughs> it is like I want news to be like constantly following and say the insane it's, things that occur. Yeah, like there is a train. It is gonna blow up
0: Stanton, Pennsylvania. Stanton has no chance for survival wait a second Will Coulson and Frank Barnes (laughs) it's so good it's Uh so good Uh, but yeah so basically they um, kind of an interest I was also curious how many times um, Mm -hmm. Denzel Washington played a man named Frank it feels like a lot but I guess I don't know actually as much I straight
1: up thought that Frank Barnes was the name of his character and (laughs)
0: And so he's, like, he's Frank Lucas, an American gangster. Oh yeah, there we go. I guess that's the other Frank. He is.
1: It feels like he's always Frank. <laughs> I guess he's been a lot of guys. Well, I mean, lots, like lots. this, his character in this is a like ninety nine percent his character in Taking a Pelham One Two Three.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like so a, that's a good that's a good branching point. So basically, like Tony is a train head after making the Taking a Pelham One Two Three. He's, he's a trainsman. Like, He's a trainsman, if you will, and he like loves train culture, <laughs> like Ooh, all of it. Yeah. And he's like, I want to make more train movie. <laughs> like, also, I think, like for a guy like Tony Scott, trains are visual. They got they look Ooh, cool.
1: They man, it is like this thing um, where in like movies they look well, they look so good, and they're just so like they're so like muscular like yeah. they're just it looks so good when a train it's destroys like a car or yeah
0: like... oh I know and he can't help himself he's still even in this last joint that has nothing to do with cars getting blast cop cars flipping and shit like that he oh, still yeah. throws it in he still throws it he has to in. flip he has he's to. a car
1: flipper he has yeah. to he has, he has can't to help himself, bless it's a, him
0: like it's, it rules it rules quite, quite uh, frankly the new generation could use a little bit of that yeah like think about it you know when you're very Jenkins when you're going out to shoot just flip <laughs> some cars like if you're incredibly sensitive
1: and well rot dramas cars when you're adapting a Ralph Ellison novel yeah, just yeah throw, just throw a car throw, flip throw in a there a
0: flip or two in there um so basically it's an interesting story so this guy Mark bombbach is the screenwriter of mm. this um movie and um he had moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he basically um, things weren't going very well. And so he and, and he had a young family and needed to figure things out. So he moved to Chappaqua, New York. You know, Chappaqua. Oh,
1: yeah. Classic. yeah,
0: Classic. Classic locale. Classic, loca- <laughs> classic locale. <laughs> I love, love me some of that Chappaqua hot dog. Then he scored the gig of writing the fourth Die Hard movie. And all of a sudden was like, oh, I
1: actually have a career now, <laughs> like man. Space... That you mean the movie that introduced everyone's favorite Die Hard character, the hacker warlock, War- Kevin Evan by Smith's... One, Kevin
0: Smith, <laughs> Kevin Smith, Kevin If you warlock? thought that what Die Hard was lacking was a Justin Long sidekick character, Die Hard Four is the movie <laughs> for you.
2: At it the, really uh, is
0: the demarcation line, and I used to try and like stand up for Die Hard Four. Like I was like, "Oh, Timothy Oliphant's a villain, and that's fun." Yeah, um, Maggie Q, she's great. Yeah, it's a dopey ass movie, and it was the first one where John McClane was like not a real human being.
1: Yeah, well, it's you know what for me, uh, that movie, I lo- oh, God. You know when when they when they bleep the iffy kaye. I know, motherfucker. You can't. Thumbs down. Them. I'm like, giving no. a thumbs down. i i no. we're Siskel and eburating here. Like although big thumbs yeah. down. Although that movie is pretty fun. If in your head you imagine Justin Long is playing his character in Barbarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where ended Beginning to yeah. the end. Yeah, we'll
0: talk a bit about another character emerging <laughs> next week <laughs> from an older movie. As well, Patrick and I peeked behind the curtain. We watched a movie together
1: Ooh. for the show
0: and had a nice evening mm-hmm. at the house. Just two guys having a nice Friday night watching The Counseling. <laughs> yes.
1: hey, hey. They're doing it
0: all over the country. Kids are counseling. Kids are counseling all over the country. They're <laughs> launching into a lot of monologues about fate <laughs> and choice and, and <laughs> weird relationships with women. Like, it's all, it's, it's all there. Weird relationships with cars. (laughs) We'll get into it. We will talk about that. Yes. talking about shooting a car. Um, So, uh, but he is like a kind of a local on the East Coast. And he heard on local news, basically, Mm -hmm. this story of the runaway train. So he, he wrote it as a uh, spec. And, um, you know, people are like, oh, this is cool. This is like very fun and they want to make it but they were having trouble like there's a lot of budgetary things and that of that nature like trying to figure out because folks were in a different time and unstoppable does feel like not only tony scott's movie last movie but almost one of the last of its kind
1: it's a demarcation it's like a hundred percent like this is where a specific way ends for the most part and yeah you know when what comes afterwards it's something else
0: yeah and i you know i think and we'll talk about this in a bit kind of where we think tony scott would have gone in his mm-hmm. career but i mean most people feel that this would have been a cgi fest on a streaming service if it now, came out today
1: oh it's like uh un you know it's uh incoherent. It looks like red notice or like or even like man like I watched uh Fast X recently, Fast 10 and don't get me wrong, fun time in um, the movies. Jason I saw too. Yeah,
0: yeah, Jason Momoa is star.
1: He's a treat. I love him. Yeah. yeah, more more Jason Momoa being the silliest man on the planet. But like he uh, recognizes
0: the camp value of those movies better than anyone who has ever been involved in those movies.
1: Yeah, it's like literally, it's like him and then Vin Diesel, but Vin Diesel is like inextricably Vin does not he, he, recognize the camp. No, he you. doesn't recognize, but like it's that's like why it, he's just he is camp. that's why he works. Yeah, that's why he works, is, yeah, he's human he works because he's he taking like it
0: so seriously that it becomes funny.
1: He's like he is like an avatar camp, uh, but like because he can't. Yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, but like it's just. The all the scenes with the like half of them are just uh, illegible because it's just CGI goop, it's just goop, it's everything is goop now. And this movie is stridently anti goop. This is a non goop fucking Uh, movie, uh, true craftsman
0: with a voice like yeah, Tony Tony Scott. I mean, and the other, but it's interesting because the first director they went to for this movie when the Fox was trying to get off the ground was Martin Campbell, Mm. uh, who was coming off of the massive success of casino royale um and casino royale has the same. uh, casino royale is a little too long there's those poker scenes are like a little endless like
1: let's be honest it's (laughs) like yeah let's get to mads mickelson you know know. hidden hidden Bond in the balls let's go i've talked about it before i think it is so funny
0: during carlo giotti just leading over david green he just went all in. That means he put in all of his chips.
1: <laughs> uh, that is up there with like Christopher Watkins like he's an artist.
0: Oh, but there's nothing better than that. He's an artist and he's about
1: to paint his masterpiece.
0: It's like mm-hmm. right. we'll Ooh, talk about fire yeah. a little bit later, I bet. That's true.
1: Uh, listen up that's up there, we, I think.
0: We may have called that episode Masterpiece for a reason. <laughs> no, it's great <laughs> <laughs> um but they w- looked at martin campbell and i what i like about casino royale though is it has the same feeling of this like tactile grounded yeah action mm-hmm. like shooting in real world like that opening um parkour sequence just sets the tone for all of the craig movies so yeah. well despite the fact that sam mendes ones became cgi
1: yeah, no time for no time to die or whatever was kind well, of the real. Little... Uh,
0: Specter was like that opening scene in Mexico, which I guess was mostly real. Ooh, still feels very CG to me.
1: Yeah, it feels like Hitman. It feels like yeah. it does just everything. Video games, yeah, TV, movies. It's all just the everything is turning into a goop. It's all yeah,
0: and it yeah, and they should all just be their own thing.
1: Yes, I let... think
0: that there is like this idea that like oh movies, TV, video games, it's all the same storytelling. Storytelling. it's con creators, it's content creators, creators, creators. They're content Ooh, creators. Ew. Yeah, it's yeah. It's
1: like no, it's like stop, no. But
0: when Tony like, Scott says, "I want an extra ten million dollars because we're gonna shoot with Denzel Washington on a real fucking train," yeah. like hell yeah we're, player!
1: Like, uh, yeah we're getting some like crazy stunt man to like yeah. jump on this hop on this train while it's moving <laughs> or whatever it, it's like
0: <laughs> i wanted to talk about just how exciting it is when Denzel washington is running on top of the train at the
1: end of the movie it, like... <laughs> truly a treat like incredible yeah, well and this is so good yeah like, well and then that's like uh you know, punctuated by two Chris, there's like a Chris Pine sequence before, there's a Chris Pine sequence afterwards one involves a bunch of grain, like yeah. insane grain, and it's like, is that like just CGI I guess, grain, or like, is it like it I looks, don't know, but I love I,
0: I like, also did not know that trains just have a grain car, no matter what it seems
1: Yeah, it is like a weird specific, it's like, cause it's like I buy happy. it, I'm like, of
0: course no. I, of course they need a train
1: car no. well, it's like, a, here's the thing, there's a lot of Train car. There's a lot of cars. So, like, you know, it's going to hold some molten fennel. You're going to drop that grain off at Kellogg, you know. There's probably,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, there's probably a train car with some soda. Like, I
1: mean, like, you name it, it's in there. Oh, a lot of soda. It's just half (laughs) those cars. That's not oil, that's soda.
0: (laughs) We we punctured the soda car. I'm covered in
1: fucking Sprite. (laughs) I'm stuck to the side of the car. I like David uh, Cross and Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: so uh and then the other director they looked at was this guy, Robert Schwentke. Oh uh, yeah. He's a German director who did, you know, flight plan I remember not hating. Um
1: but he's a working weird, guy
0: weird career. Like he did the Snake Eyes movie recently, the G.I. <laughs> Joe one, not the great Brian DePaul and Nicolas Cage one yeah
1: did he, he did do that red
0: he did red he did R.I.P.D. that oh man one with Jeff
1: Bridges and so Ryan weird Reynolds. the one where like Ryan Reynolds is like inexplicably James Hong yeah. that's a weird movie it's a weird one folks <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on in that. there's film. a
0: lot of with that one it's like the idea it's like oh
1: they're like dead cops like
0: ghost cops like that sounds fun but no one thought Much further than that, like about any of
1: it. It's a
0: wasted opportunity.
1: That is like a fun
0: premise. Jeff Rage between tokes off his joint. He's like, oh, ghost cops, okay.
1: (laughs) No, hear me out. It's like men in black, but instead of aliens, it's
0: ghosts, dude. Cool. Well, I'm in. (laughs) Do we got a script? Not really.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and all the guns are the ghosts of guns.
0: Yeah, what? Huh? So uh, it kind of went through them, but then, of course, noted trainman, trainsman mm-hmm. Tony Scott hears about it. He wants on board. Oh yeah, choo choo, choo choo. We got two great leading roles in this movie. He immediately's on the horn. Can me that mm-hmm. phone. He yeah, he yelled to his assistant or his wife or one of his kids. Yeah. I need to call my friend Denzel Washington. Biggie. He's the only choice. Like, let's keep this going. Like, we are. We've got a thing. And they did. They have mm-hmm. a thing. I mean, we're talking De Niro, Scorsese oh, yeah. type of thing in their own right. And Denzel's like, cool. As long as you pay me my fee without any <laughs> compromises. Or, I'll or do benefits, it for money. I will do this for money.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, after my heart.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd like to be paid fully for doing your train movie. <laughs> 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 sounds good uh get the checkbook out and so they went to him and they realized for the younger like so this was already an interesting thing so this movie is kind of expensive and it's not high concept so 20th century fox the studio behind this movie is already concerned despite the fact it's a killer script and you have denzel washington already and so like we need another like we got to get teen asses in the seats.
1: Oh, yeah. We need these kids, these freaking, you know, Gogurt slurping kids. And so they went down the, you know,
0: go down the list of possibilities to play the younger terrain conductor, oh, Will Colson. Ex- I'm excited. And, you know, and, you know, look at a lot of guys. A lot of guys. guys. Ooh. <laughs> and, but they landed on, um, you know, a young actor who'd been working his way up, kind of the chain yeah getting noticed i mean a total like we said he's a smoke show so yeah he's
1: got eyebrows for hours folks yeah i
0: mean you know he's a hunk and and but you know hadn't quite gotten there yet but the year before this winter production when they're kind of putting together chris pine is cast as captain kirk in the star trek reboot which everyone and their mother was like, okay, this is going to turn him into the megastar we think he's going to be, yeah. And it did, <laughs> it did like it yeah, worked. I, yeah, I it was not a ten-year Ryan Reynolds project. It it worked. It yeah. made a star. And,
1: oh, oh yeah, immediately. Yeah, no Star Trek. Yeah, he's on the map. He's yeah. He's and good. I remember
0: uh, Tarantino even said he's like, and I I heard Pine like did an interview later later on where he heard what Tarantino said about him. And was like really like oh that it's like the coolest thing I could <laughs> like Tarantino's Ooh. like yeah I saw him in Star Trek I saw him in stuff I'm like this is like the best young American movie star, shit yeah
1: yeah I mean he was like I like him he's like very I like he, him too
0: I really has, like him too he
1: has like the likability and like it's like. Uh, slyness or not slyness like the kind of like that like he has that like ryan reynolds energy without being too he's not smarmy, smarmy. yeah he's yeah not smar- and he he could be like charming and funny but he can be
0: dangerous like i think that like because like i mean i think a lot of people really like his t- thought his hell or high water performance was a real Ooh. showstopper like i and i like that movie a lot Oh Even yeah, Jeff no, he's Bridges. I think a lot of I mean, a lot of people like that movie a lot. Oh, it's a great but, movie.
1: Yeah, Han and Ben Foster.
0: Yeah, like it and I think like that movie to me made him seem like an adult. Like, oh, yeah. uh, like and we've talked a little bit about this on the show kind of how we like adult actors. <laughs> like, yeah, like, we, we seem like, like people... Men and like men and women with like families and like yeah we'll, we'll, and...
1: we 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 prefer our Adam drivers to our uh you know mm. uh Timothy Shal Chalam- no shade to Timothy Chalamet he's incredible he's but... a good
0: actor but I think it's like he also looks like a guy I could like pull a bane on and like break <laughs> over my knee <laughs> well, and I'm not a big guy either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's... Yeah, you could you can bane him. That's, that's uh, I was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you were born I, in nineteen ninety
0: four. And I think like, you know, he and fine since this movie has bounced relatively well between um blockbusters like the Wonder Woman movies and um the new Dungeons and Dragons thing that he's in.
1: He, yeah, he's alright. Um, and he's
0: got a good like charm. He can be funny in those movies too. And you know, kind of like more adult draw like movies, kind of like he was in that "Don't Worry, Darling," the Olivia Wilde movie oh, that I, yeah. I didn't see, but popped on it, popped up on Max the other day, mm-hmm. and we were flipping through. and Jen's like, "Why haven't we watched this yet? Like, we seem like the audience for this movie. <laughs> like, well, why haven't we watched this movie?" And I was like, "I don't know. We should watch this movie. Like, well, it's like, we have nothing against it. We want to see it." It yeah, just hasn't happened. It just like hasn't Nick,
1: happened. Nick Kroll in a serious role. I'm in, my interest love, is peaked. Yeah. But I guess I
0: see uh, Chris Pine is uh, making his directorial debut right now. He's shooting uh, off of a screenplay he wrote, a film called Pool Man, which mm-hmm. is a mystery comedy. The, the log line is a man tending to a swimming pool uncovers the size of a sizable water heist, one in the same vein as Chinatown. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Again, it's very like some we're like it's like kind of like a Chinatown meets Under the Silver Lake. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I
0: think he's an interesting guy. So a little uh, Hollywood stuff. He's a Los Felizian mm. as well, and um, he's a regular at Skylight Books, and apparently, oh, like he like buys the place out like often, and he buys like real heavy duty stuff. Like he does like reads like theory and shit like that, and. Man. Which makes him all the more of a hunk, yeah. I think I like every, you know the thinking man's hunk. You don't see Chris Pratt doing that.
1: No <laughs> way. He's he's buying Ziggy. Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm curious. Like, I am curious about this movie. Um, Annette Benning, Danny DeVito, J- Jennifer Jason Lee, Ray Ooh. Wise are all
1: in it oh, as well. L- love of Ray um, Wise.
0: Love. Who are you if you don't love Ray Wise? I mean. Oh, oh man, one of the best. It's so one of the best old
1: guys. Yeah, in cinema, like he just is like you know, Twin Peaks, Tim and Eric, yeah. Reaper plays the devil and Reaper. Very He's good on uh, Fresh Off the Boat, he was very
0: funny <laughs> on that that sitcom that I watched.
1: <laughs> so glad that like he got like it's a uh, you know like he became like the best friend or like the who, family um, friend or whatever. The guy,
0: the lead, who I really like, whose name Randall um, Park. Park, yeah, who I like I, I... I like him too. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's, like, yeah, it's an example of like everyone on the show. Yeah, you got
0: that Yeah, money. it was, it was delightful for its, for, you know, a delightful sitcom for what it was. That was the fresh off the boat hour. Mm. Um, back to Unstoppable. We're done talking about Chris Pine's tractorial <laughs> hopes.
1: Uh, but he's cast, <laughs> good
0: luck, Pine. He's cast as the young upstart. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is like, to me, I think in old school Hollywood way, you'd say to yourself, we got a great script, we got a great director, we got, a classic movie star and a hot young up and coming movie star. This to me is big bucks. Yeah. If you're thinking in an old school way about about movies. Um, but Fox was like still trying to get him to cut down the price. And of course, Tony being Tony is like, we're shooting on location, we're using real trains, like mm-hmm. we're gonna fly helicopters around them nonstop. <laughs> like and he wanted um uh, he wanted over 100 mil to make this movie, uh, but then um, Fox was like, "Let's get it down to 90." And they asked Tony to cut his salary from 9 million to 6 million, which he agreed to. And they asked Denzel Washington to shave 4 million off of his traditional 20 million dollar, <laughs> 20 million <a> dollars <laughs> You get the paper, man. You're there's only one Denzel Washington. He's worth it. I'd That's true. It, if I had the money, I'd spend it, too. It's LeBron.
1: It's like, yeah. It's like yeah, he, he has sorry, the goods. Like, who, want... who are you going to get? Yeah. Who else? you get another guy? Yeah. Like, what are you getting? <laughs> You're getting <laughs> James Marsden? No.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. God bless James Marsden. But Denzel, even, <laughs>
1: even James Marsden would be like, yeah, get Denzel. Yeah. Like... Who are you thinking? You think Jackie Earl Haley? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> you know, any, like, any, like, like Kevin Dunn. we're gonna we're gonna gonna give we're gonna promote kevin dunn up from the role he was born to play (laughs) the role he's played a million times we'll get to his role in just a moment here like he (laughs) perfect for oh yeah if there's a corporate if there's a man who should play corporate stooges Mm. it's kevin dunn oh man maybe if there's a man who should play veteran heroic grizzled but heroic and uh decent train
1: operators it's Denzel Washington. Yeah, the like the platonic ideal of an uncle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a guy that uncles can watch this movie and say, I could I would do that. I would do I that could be yeah, I could be that I guy. Be it's him. like here's the thing, uncles of the world, you can't. <laughs>
1: like, you're you're, imagine, you're no, falling off that train. You're, you're Ethan fall, Seppley. Yeah. You're relaxed.
0: Yeah, you the the likelihood that you are Ethan Seppley or TJ Miller <laughs> are much, much higher. Or yeah. the guy who is watching the screen next to Rosario Dawson, who's like, every line is like, yes, no.
1: Like, like, whenever something good or bad happens. So they (laughs) treat it like sports. It is crazy. They're watching the Hooters.
0: We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) So Denzel Washington was like, uh, no, I get paid my full fee.
1: Good.
0: And he failed. He dropped out of the movie. Oh, no. And they're like in the wind. But of course, it's like. Find the four million. Yeah. You're a major corporation. He's the the secret sauce. This is is worthwhile. (laughs) But they were up against it. The entire shoot, a really hard technical shoot that they were not given enough days for. They would not really have enough what they needed enough money for. But Mm -hmm. Tony being Tony, they bring in real trains. He sees the opportunity to create this rail dolly slide around the entire front of the hood. So he could do these like panorama 360 shots (laughs) of them talking to each other nonstop all the way through. And he makes it work. So basically, as we said, Barnes and Coulson are... Barnes, he's heading toward his last day. Coulson's his replacement. Mm-hmm. Barnes is unimpressed with Coulson. But we we get what I love about this is the peppering of backstory, including like Coulson's backstory is insane.
2: Yeah, he like, is nuts. And
0: that's the one thing that I think you could take this script today and remake it paid word for word, except for one detail, which is that he has a restraining order from his wife for domestic abuse. Which, even 11 years ago when this movie came out, or no, 13 years ago when this movie came out, when I watched it on video, I was like, ooh, kind of playing from behind in the likability.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so weird, and it's interesting to give, like, Chris Pine, like, like it is, like, a weird, it, it's a it's big w- choice.
0: It's a big, weird thing, and I think it's to try and,
1: like, blue collar him up a bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's try. But it's like, and it's one of those things too where like it could have been interesting to like. I like the movie the way it is, and I kind of like the simplicity of yeah. like, you know, good guys, good train bed. Like that's all you need. You don't need to go. But there is like this part of me that's like, man, it would be interesting to like, what if they committed to like Chris Pine being like a total sleaze ball? Yeah, like well, I totally. Think it's
0: like, I mean that's a very pulsratory idea for like He's a total asshole, mm-hmm. but in this one moment, he's heroic as shit. Man, and what does that mean? What? How do you feel about him?
1: Like, well, and then what happens when he achieves? See, the his, the Paul Strader movie would be like everything happens in like the first 30 minutes and then the rest of the movie is like the news dealing with the revelation <laughs> yeah, that he's and a total like, lunatic
0: that he's yeah and like the news turning on him and him and his wife still having problems even though he did this thing that like endeared him to everyone yeah oh man they're not getting a hundred million dollars to make that. No, movie. that that <laughs> is
1: a that is a twenty million dollar movie. I think no like,
0: stunts. I, I think like just having him be a loser and sleeping on his brother's couch because he can't hold down a job would be how I would write it today. Something like yeah, a little um, simpler, not oh, I pulled a gun on a cop because I was in an argument with my wife. Like, yeah, and it's... That... they love they, how they, they cut to Denzel and goes, whoops! Like, <laughs> you know, was, yeah, I
1: was like... a lot, Denzel. Denzel's I
0: mean, like, yeah, you... That was... That's a... You fucked
1: up. Like, yeah, you, you should be in prison, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, that you're not getting your kids back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Things are not going to turn out well for you after this yeah, uh, moment. So,
0: but it's really interesting, and they like—I do like how they like chat and like get to know each other. So, and have- Barnes is older. He lost his wife sadly to cancer, and he has two total babe daughters <laughs>
1: that are like working. That's the other. Who, way. He's like proud. Who are, who
0: are working their way through college at Hooters? Yeah, and he's like—that's like the bit about this movie—is that his. Like he's like very concerned about the fact he has mo- two models for daughters who are working at Hooters.
1: <laughs> two, two bone collector, daughter. Like yeah, two, like
0: <laughs> it's great. It's really good. Like it's funny and like it's very funny. The character touches and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, do you know who? Did you see who played uh, Chris Pine's brother? Oh, uh, is it Jeff Wincott? Yes. Brother of Michael Wincott. Brother of
0: the god Michael
1: Wincott. Oh, man. Who is
0: Jeff Wincott is 67 years old. He he looks looks great. (laughs) He looks great, but like the somewhat older brother to. (laughs) 40, <laughs> currently like 42 year old Chris uh, Pine.
1: It <laughs> is like a the mountain situation yeah. where it is like it's like, yeah, how are these two like Spencer yeah. Tracy is 30 years older than this other actor? What's happening? It is yeah, yeah one of those. It's,
0: it's it's terrific. Um, so they've both got their like just good enough backstories. Mm-hmm. And we love it. We get to know them. They have they have spent about the first 15, 20 minutes just kind of like chatting. And, yeah. learn, and what other thing we learned in the first 15, 20 minutes is we learned train stuff. Ooh. If you thought taking a Pelham 123 was giving you train stuff, this movie, air brakes and things of this nature, and, and like all that kind, of, I didn't know it about it. I'm not a train, oh. I'm not a trainsman. Um, yeah, I'm
1: not 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 at all. I mean, hey, when I was a kid, Thomas, big fan. But yeah, after hey, that, one, it kinda... of the, one of the great conductors, certainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Uh, man, I'm glad the trains in this movie did not have weird faces. That would have been weird. Uh, but um,
0: you learn like you feel like totally ingrained in this like Pennsylvania, Ohio world of trains. And, like, the train tracks and the train people and stuff like that. And we get to meet the rest of the gang. So, our key third lead is Rosario Dawson playing Connie Hooper.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> and she is the Yardmaster who, unfortunately, it's on it is under her watch that she she clearly did hire the two Ding Dongs who let the train... Yeah, go. that is... She, You know, there's there's, like, they say at the end she gets promoted, but... You know... Yeah, uh, probably probably should have done a wholesale like like thoughts on re readjusting the employment yeah. of the higher ups at this company.
1: Yeah, we need a maybe like a cast a wider net. Maybe just Stanton Pennsylvania. <laughs> and Isn't yeah, so she's just kinda for- like
0: keeping an eye on things, making it happen. And there's a it just so happens there is a FRA inspector who is Federal Railroad Administration. That is oh Patrick, my god. Uh, mm. who is just happens to this is the day he's doing an inspection. And is he like the greatest train nerd in yeah. the history of train nerds? He is, and he's played by one of our greatest guys, Kevin Corrigan, who, Ooh. and one of my favorite Kevin Corrigan. Well, it's like a rare, like
1: I love a rare, smart Kevin Corrigan because usually. My poor boy, Kevin Corrigan, he is he straddled. Is... He's like, he's a goofy. He's usually with Ethan Seppley on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, he could have
0: very easily played one of those dopes. uh hundred percent. No, he gets to play this guy who shows up and helps out. And I love the community helping out. Like, everyone's, like, on board. In, like, it's this, a communal like, film. Like, like, I love, yeah, it's like, that's like, when you've got, like, yeah, you see, like movies about disaster movies, like also this is because this is a, technically a disaster movie, too. Um, everyone like having like a job on the team, like like you know like Independence yeah. Day, it's like everybody's like comes together to form the team. Oh yeah, you, you got
1: Randy Quaid, you've yeah. got Brent Spiner as that weird scientist. You, you got, got all these uh, guys. Red Horn is in the yes, gold you know, Goldblum, yeah. like Judd Hirsch, like they're all Robert like,
0: Loggia. Yeah. yeah, they're all like contributing. To the cause to like st- like we get it. We're gonna put our egos aside, except for like one guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's Red Born in and, like kept with yeah, the, he, kept
1: with I the I love he's side. like he's an asshole. I love but, his like, character I think, in like, that the
0: greatest like recent is the Ford versus Ferrari. Everyone come together, it's like we're gonna make Ford cars compete. Everyone's on board except for Josh Lucas, who's oh, like God. the asshole, the asshole st- corporate stooge. Great job.
1: Great corporate stooge. Josh Lucas rules. He is yeah. an under. It sucks that he um, never found his footing. You know, but yeah, like he was. He, I mean,
0: I think he's the guy they tried, a bit. Yeah, and I don't, you know, didn't cross over. But didn't, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's, gonna work, he's gonna work the rest of his life. Oh, too, he, yeah. There's know?
1: gonna be a Lucas on, so I think he'll, he'll, it'll, he'll come he'll around. Get,
0: I thought he was great in Ford versus Ferrari. I thought he, like, I never saw him as a corporate stooge kind of guy, but he was great. He is. And it was just har- like I love it. The corpus stooge guy being like, You gotta do this this way. It's like stay away from genius. Let Christian Bale and Matt Damon do their thing. These <laughs> let, are, like
1: let they're them gonna harass let them harass Tracy Letts with a motor vehicle.
0: Yeah.
1: They're gonna make let- Tracy Letts <laughs> shit his
0: pants multiple times, <laughs> but with having <laughs> his, like the bad at this badass car. Um so Kevin Corgan's there, uh the head of The train operations, Oscar Galvin, good name, is played by an equally good Kevin, Kevin Dunn. Oh, so good. You know him. I mean, you know him in everything.
1: This This guy had a run, a nonstop run. Here's the hot take. He'd be an incredible aliens, like Paul Reiser character. Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah, 100 percent.
1: Imagining him trying to like bargain with an alien. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. A, a,
0: <laughs> top top of line corporate stooge actor who. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at his recent stuff like kind of like, unfortunately, like more like weird. Like a lot of weird action. Oh, he's in King Richard. This is most recent with the Will Smith movie. So he's great.
1: He's great. He's deep. still
0: working. He's still he's fine. He's, yeah. he's, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's on V, yeah, he was on V, yeah, he's, he's fine, never mind. Oh, yeah, he's doing he, fine. He, he's... This guy, talk about a guy who's gonna work forever.
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's, hey, and don't forget, he's Mr. Widwicky, he's, you know, oh. he's uh, Shia LaBeouf's father oh. and in Transformation. Perhaps
0: a we're gonna visit with him again someday. <laughs> oh, wait, are uh, we no. doing
1: that one? No! Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> Did your stomach just turn, all uh. listeners and us? <laughs> Sam,
0: we have to tell the full story about uh, movies.
1: I guess that's part of it. That is <laughs> it true. Is, that is...
0: This, this, that mess is a part of this. So, <laughs> it is. We
1: have to. It is unfortunately. We I was thinking, to. At, oh God, at this point with the Fast franchise, you, they can't just throw a Transformer in there. At this point, it's. Oh, I think they
0: could.
2: Yeah, I think I think
0: they, they could. Could. I. I. When we when we saw Fast Ten, I was with former guest. I saw with Jesse Gant. Our former. <laughs> beloved former guest oh yeah <laughs> he show the free transformers i lean over to him i go i hate these <laughs> movies
1: like, so they like, it's the it's the nadir of culture it uh, is totally a nadir know, like the nadir I of like not, art i
0: usually am not that intense and like specific and like something like that it's like i try and give give things like their credit where credit i like the second that i, I like i hate this i, I hate am- everything about this
1: there is a scene. I remember watching Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. And
0: Doesn't John Turturro get pissed on
1: by like a gas, tra- like one of the robots? He Not only does he get pissed on, there is a scene where an old robot farts, like oh. a robot farts, number one, and then a, a parachute, like a parachute. Because I guess it's like an old plane or something. And that is like when I felt like I lost... That's I like when I realized. To,
0: like, just throw you that picture of Ethan Hawk in first
1: reform. Going <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, to the yeah. set. Yeah, I'm just, Sorry, like, Optimus. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Megatron. I'm, <laughs> I'm going <gonna> be... <laughs> to strap on the, the explosive vest after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I'm gonna pull a card counter in yeah. Michael Bay's bedroom. yeah, I'm got I'm, I'm, I'm headed straight to my <laughs> bottle of bourbon in my journal. I gotta think about this. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you know that like, I've covered that hotel in plastic. That would be so
0: funny to do a Fall Schrader movie just about a guy who accidentally sees the fourth Transformers movie.
2: Some <laughs> like... path of uh,
0: was like uh, I irredeemable thought, darkness. I th- I thought I was a good man living a good life. And then I saw Rise Pins. of the
1: Fallen or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I saw uh, wait, so they're, wait they're, they're, trans- they're, they're robots, but now they're animals and then it, like, they-
0: this idea seems like it could be fun, but none of it's fun. No. It's, yeah, this it's is like...
1: this is so grim and dour. You feel, feel gutted on the inside. I haven't been able to eat for two days. <laughs> Wait, there are aliens that have been around Wait. for thousands of years, but they turn into like cars, but they like, human do, cars. Like, weird racial stereotypes. <laughs> what? His name Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. You're named Robert Jazz. <laughs> <like,
0: laughs> You, George. I I I, want, I I. need to save a young person to feel more Turn it off. Turn like, it off. Turn it off. Yeah, yeah you're like George C. Scott in
1: Turn it off. Turn it off. I have to go to LA. I gotta stop this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go undercover in the Transformers industry. <laughs> my daughter. My daughter's in a Transformers movie. <laughs> oh my god, my daughter's! I want to make that. I'm gonna. I'm going to. Um, so funny. That's gonna be our first T-shirt. I'm gonna <laughs> get that movie poster, and I'm gonna edit in like, oh my god, my daughter's. That is funny, only to us. It's like so specifically funny to us.
0: <laughs> so, uh, speaking of funny. We got we get to our two ding dongs who let the train go loose, mm-hmm. and they are played by Ethan slept Ethan Suppley who oh, you man, every everything, everything from Mallrats to Wall Street, classic goober, just a great goober. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, a guy who's always going to work because you got to get this guy as like the fifth friend in a group who does mm-hmm. something stupid. Yeah, angry angry guy. All that kind of stuff. He has a nickname like Meatball or Pizza. Yeah. We
1: just call him Pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Five Donuts. What does that mean? I don't know. I, <laughs> five, five Donuts. <laughs> and the other the other goober is... So, oh, Ethan Sutley is Dewey. And anyone named Dewey yeah. is not ever going to be the hero of your movie. <laughs> Even the yeah. Scream movies. Like, that's the closest to a heroic character I can think of. And he's still a dope.
1: Yeah, there's only one good Dewey. That's Dewey Cox. He's the only? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Galise, Galise is the other guy.
1: Ooh, what that's a, name. a good
0: name. I don't know like, where they found this name. And he's played by <laughs> TJ Miller. Oh man, TJ Miller, you know, handful. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it's interesting. Yeah, don't go in a train with that guy. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, that
0: yeah, yeah. Except he's he's gonna he's gonna be wearing the vest. Like, <laughs> oh god, yeah, I'll claim to. Yeah, like a, a uh, seemingly a true lunatic. Yeah, like hundred percent. But uh, you know, he was
1: like, in there was he had that moment, and they you know, like
0: until he revealed his true lunacy and got um. I I would say it's a medium to firm level cancelled.
1: Yeah, he's well, he's pretty much he's like in like that Louis C.K. zone where like yeah he can, he still can tr- like he perform can still like do, up anywhere.
0: He can still do shows and like giggles and in in uh you know yeah Tennessee, but like he's probably not gonna be leading the next Office Christmas party movie.
1: God, yeah, he is out of that. He's the lead sure. of
0: that movie. He was the lead. Him and Bateman were like co-lead. Like
1: that's nuts. He was, he was that, everywhere like,
0: because he like was the breakout guy on Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley, a show filled with
1: lunatics. <laughs> yeah, from <the laughs> no, middle like, pitch to Kumail, like all yeah. the varying levels, varying degrees. Yeah, of
0: <laughs> interesting behavior. Like yeah. now, some not canceled. Like Kumail's not. No he's fine, but like I like
1: Kumail. He's a uh, you know But he's he got the just... little like you know he seems to be kind of He's in the like the things. T- <laughs> Oh no, is he going <laughs> oh, through well, it? No, I think I think he like
0: the need to be like a superstar and being like in those Marvel movies. Mm. I think if you're not like I think you have to like unfortunately you have to be Chris Pine. Just naturally be able to, like, it's cruise like in said. as a hunk without really yeah. having to do a hell of a lot of work. The Chris Pratt's and Kumail Nanjanis who are, like, actively trying to mold themselves
1: into that. It's rough. I think he, it's, like, like he,
0: it makes you a little, like, neurotic. Let's we'll just put uh, it that way.
1: Oh, first. Well, it's like, and you, like, you watch... True lies, and you make the decision. I'm going to be Schwarzenegger. I'm no longer Arnold. I'm going from Arnold to oh, Tom, like Tom Arnold to Arnold a, well, Schwarzenegger. it, it yeah. would
0: be like if Tom Arnold did that. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get in really good shape, and I'm I'm now elite. And well, and some yeah, fella, like, some fellas can have like we just talked about. Kevin Dunn has never had to have six pack abs to have a. 40 year like nonstop career. Like,
1: no, he found his lane. He's like, and he's he a guy is what he that he,
0: every time he shows up to every person in watching film or television, they go, I like him. I know what he does. We need guys like that just as much as we need stars. Can't all be Chris Pine. So, no. Fuck I'm sorry. Yeah. And you see Chris Pine in this, you're like, yeah, this guy's a star. Like
1: Dude, Star quality. Like he just has like the he has the look. He has the you know, the charisma. Yeah. Not a lot of people can pull that off. It's a rare. That's why that's why they get paid 20 million bucks. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: why they get. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So they, they're the two goobers who get the train of mm-hmm. rolling. And then perhaps our most important character in the movie, Ned Oldman,
1: Ooh. railroad
0: lead welder in a God tier Hall of Fame supporting performance from Lou Temple. Oh, we saw man. him in Domino. He got his arm cut off in Domino. Yeah. Um, he shows up like this ultimate shit kicker. He's got like country music playing from his flip phone. You said this is the final flip phone movie. I this believe,
1: is 100%. End of an era. This is the last I can't think of for the life of me. I can't think of another action film or like major blockbuster where like every phone prominently featured was a flip phone. So this I... is 2010. This is entrenched we're in smartphone era at this point so
0: before he was an actor lou temple was a baseball player and he he was too small for the big leagues but he was like he ended up being like a scout for the mets and like working in baseball operations for the houston astros and like that
1: is like that makes so much the
0: late 80s early 90s because he's real this guy is real
1: he looks like someone who could have been he's like chelsea ross and major league like he (laughs) looks like that and feels like that Oh, he was in uh, *Déjà Vu* as well,
0: like in a brief oh, role awesome. as a paramedic in that. Um, he, but this movie is He's like, so cool. so yeah, this is like, <laughs> well, like uh, they're like the guy, like every time you hear like anyone talks about this movie, it's like, and then that guy in the truck shows up, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is that dude in the diner. So he shows up at a diner. He's flirting with the waitress. He's all business. I love he's like, you know, we got a plan. We got a procedure. We can make this happen if we got the right planning. And he drives this massive, oh, man. insane,
1: souped up pickup truck, which when will he pe- come into play later on. We saw it. When he peels out of that diner in the truck, I'm like hooting it's and hollering. It, it, I'm just checko- let's it's go. It's off shit kicker
0: truck. It really he's,
1: is because that truck 100%. is going back he's
0: so good in this movie everyone who watches like i've said everyone who watches this movie comes away like who was that guy <laughs> like he's like he's, he's so, so well, it's I'm like special. such a tony thing to have a guy yeah. like we've seen it in so many tony scott movies like we talked about in crimson tide we talked about it in true romance we talked about it in last boy scout like these like one-off guys yeah like hit home runs like tony let him breathe let him do something yeah. let's him be a fully formed character
1: so well it's like it's from like you know the um guy that uh denzel shares that like silver surfer moment with in crimson yeah. tide to like you know uh bruce mcgill with his like memorable cameo in last, boy last boy scout like yeah. he's able to like he, Tony finds like the best actors and gives them the space. Even and what's cool is like, even though this is like a movie that's not like, you know, this isn't Kundun or whatever. Like it's not like a uh, or no. even like The Irishman or you know what I mean. It's not like uh, high art, but he he lets artists do their thing and like work with like the tools that they have at hand, and that I think elevates the quality of the film.
0: I think he's a phenomenal actors director. Like yes. he's not Ilya Kazan or some like theater. Nerd, but he lets movie stars be movie stars. He lets character actors be character actors and do their thing. I think he
1: just he knows what works and what doesn't.
0: I mean, I'm looking at the posters for all 16 of his movies right now. It's just like the faces on them, the big stars, and it's just like all of them, like for everything from fucking Cole Trickle and Days of Thunder to Hackman and Crimson Tide to Will Smith and Enemy of the State. Like it's just good. He made like, the
1: best. He made the best people sing,
0: which is yeah. like
1: a feat. Like, and I then feel which like, is yeah. why he was
0: so beloved. And guys like Denzel and Tom Cruise, who have their say on everything, kept coming back to him. You know, they're like, "Yeah, this is a guy we like." Yes, yeah. the um, goods. So yeah, the movie progresses to more and more like challenges and things that they have to
2: mm-hmm.
0: get through. They try and derail the ta- train, and Denzel Washington's like, it's "Not gonna work. The train's going too fast." I believe him. I mm-hmm. wish Kevin Dunn had believed him. But he yeah, did he, he
1: sacri- sacrificed a, a conductor to the bomb oh, capital. And they,
0: they they a horse carrier gets stuck on the train tracks. They have to get the horses out in time. thing gets blasted. Totally annihilated. It's <sighs> that sequence is incredible. terrific. Yeah. Well like, uh, cars he, like... Fl- there's a guy tries to land on it from a helicopter. Mm-hmm. It, that looks great too. Mm-hmm. They derail a real train for the derailment. Like <laughs> it's great. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Also for that, like um, apparently the the horse car or whatever, it wasn't like blowing up like the way that he wanted it to. And so he, he like a read... vision.
0: Yeah, he had a vision for how to blow up that horse car.
1: Oh, yeah. And he like remade a new horse car with like special like steel, like like he, like with different materials. So it would blow up properly you the way he'd like to explode in
0: a really cool way.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: Tony's a hero. Tony's our hero. Yeah, like, he, goes an he, he goes the extra mile. He goes the extra mile. He gets it. The long shots where they're showing, like helicopters showing, um, mm-hmm. the tri- like when they see like Coulson and Barnes and like moving around through the cabin and then going outside and that kind of thing. They shoot from these helicopters, and you see it's Denzel Washington like going outside, and you see it's Chris Pine going outside and like doing their own stunts for a lot of this stuff, mm. and it's so good like, so good <laughs> and all sorts of stuff's going down yeah like sadly veteran engineer frank's friend judd stewart killed in that derailment and connie is pissed she's like fuck you galf we knew that because kevin Cor- kevin dunn is a classic corporate stooge because it's like i guess basically it's like they derail the train it's like a hundred million dollar loss or something like that but if they blow up a town then they're deep shit too <laughs> and they can't derail the train too close to a town so all of like the classical like timeline things and challenges up ahead it's like in speed where they're like oh uh we run out of- we got to jump this bus now <laughs> yeah. like after all this stuff we got to jump this bus is- they get that thing there's this curve that they have to go through and if they're going too fast going in the curve train's gonna fly into mm-hmm. like what seems like more oil and gas? <laughs> it is like a bad place to put a curve. I remember it's, looking it's, at that. It's, it's a rough place to put a curve. <laughs> yeah, now. it's like, like maybe
2: don't put the the curve.
0: Don't near, surround like, the, poison the curve with factory. more explosive poison shit. <laughs> It's but they do, and it's great. Ellie we're girls. coming in too hot, Will. We're coming in too hot. And oh, we're gonna run into the like, lava factory. Breaks, and Kevin Corrigan's giving them advice first, you gotta do this break, then you gotta do this break because otherwise, it's good. And like, and I like Denzel's like, Connie, you trust this guy? Like, she's like, on a normal day, <laughs> this guy's a freak today, uh, he's probably right. To it's so good. And they're all working as a team to get it. Get and then when the guys start going, they're like, two rogue conductors are driving a train backwards to catch up with the runaway train. And so, they're showing them on the news. Then Tony in class. So we're in Rosario Dawson's control room. Kevin Dunn's boardroom. Fucking Hooters, they're watching it on TV with the patrons there. Chris finds a strange wife at her house. We're seeing the news from all angles. Nobody in the history of movies shoots people like watching monitors intensely, like as well as Tony Scott.
1: Yeah, he makes he makes a passive action feel positively frenetic. Yeah, you're like
0: everyone's going nuts, rooting for them, and they're like they've connected the train. Then they have to. They connect the train, they're braking, they get it to slow down, they make it through the curve, their brakes go out, trains speeding up again. We don't know what to do. Also, in the meantime, to connect it, it doesn't connect immediately. So Chris Pine has to go out and use his foot to stomp the like oh <laughs> stomp the thing together. The grain car explodes. He's getting grain all he's getting grained.
1: Non stop. Oh, it is total grain. He He's goes saturated down. in grain. It
0: goes down. It's on the news. The news is like Will Colson is down. He's dead. He's
1: definitely dead. <laughs> He's fucking dead. And
0: they cut to his wife, they cut to Rosario. They're like, no.
1: You have to expect like Armageddon, like the scenes in Armageddon where like, the whole world is watching and an yeah. American flag is waving and like there's a it's, tribe it's, it's and like reaching this fevered pitch at
0: this point, <laughs> and you're so on board with it. And then the grain clears, and we see Chris Pine's like hanging upside down from underneath the train. He's like pull himself, his foot is jammed in, his foot's been mutilated. Oh like, my god. Yeah so insane (laughs) he's made it he's hurt but he's made it it's like watching sports it's like they're like sports announcers.
1: well it feels real and the stakes are so high that's why this movie works it feels real and the stakes are high yeah so the brakes are out then so denzel
0: washington gets the idea that each car has its own kind of like wheel that like their own personal brake Mm -hmm. so if he could just go car to car to car it'll slow it down like so, Denzel Washington goes on this mad fucking dash across the he top
1: is, of the train. It's to like do this. fucking talking about the Daniel Craig James Bond <laughs> earlier. It's like the opening of fucking Skyfall. He's, yes, just, he's, he's just bouncing he's, from train and it's crazy. It. And everyone's like, like
0: the uncles of the world, the old men of the world, are like <laughs> going nuts because this like fifty year old man's like doing like <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle like, Fever. This is like no fear whatsoever, like racing on this seventy mile an hour train, and you're
1: like, "This is the best thing I've seen in my entire life. This is the most
0: exciting movie ever." So good,
1: like in this it's, world, like a I man, like the president has made a holiday. Like and they're pregnant. like at hooters, they're like, "Yeah,
0: go yeah. dad!"
1: Like it's like it's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you're like,
0: and you're on board at home, like you're practically standing up. Like, at this point, while watching the
1: movie. Yeah, because it's crazy. You're watching this, like, 55-year-old man, like, jumping from train to
0: train. And while, meanwhile, Chris Pine's, like, doing the brakes. His foot's, like, jammed up. Denzel told him just wrap some duct tape around it. It was great. Oh, man. Then, though, Denzel gets to a point where he can't make the leap. And he's stuck. And he's, like, on top of the train. And he's like, I can't go any further, Will. Just when you think... Absolutely, all is lost. Honk oh, of the horn. That fucking truck like <laughs> flies up alongside. he's so souped up with horsepower, he could go like ninety with ease off road <laughs> in this truck. He screams at Chris Pine, "Jump you pussy!" Like you know, it's, it's like, so like, crazy. <laughs> and Chris Pine on one foot jumps from the train into the back into the back of the truck. And you're like, can this movie get better? <laughs> like, and the, go 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 he's like hanging off the train hanging off the back of the truck as they're trying to race to the front of the train before they run out of track <laughs> and you're just like this is the bit be- my favorite movie
1: <laughs> By it's, this it's perfect cinema
0: chris pine on one foot has to jump from the back of the truck Onto the front of the train. Wow. <laughs> Can he make the jump? He does. We're exhausted. They're exhausted. <laughs> he stops the train. Heroes. Lou Temple. Lute- Ned gets to do the press conference. It's glorious that he like. he's like giving himself credit for every bit of- <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Kevin Dunn gets fired. Rosario Dawson gets his job. Rosario and Denzel have a moment where we think they get a little flirty together. You love to see it. Oh yeah. Chris Pine's back with his family. Uh they make fun of Ethan Suplee, who now works at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> get a load of this guy. It's great. We're fully satisfied. Mm-hmm. Every everybody goes home happy. It's one of the most satisfying movies ever made. Like and it's a blast uh it was released in the release date was november 12th 2010
2: mm-hmm.
0: like we said about a 100 million dollar budget and it came out to an 87 percent on rotten tomatoes we are not alone in loving unstoppable
1: it's a banger everyone Critical agreed
0: consensus as fast loud and relentless as the train as the train at the center of the story unstoppable is perfect popcorn entertainment and director tony scott's best movie in years we like tony a little bit more so we're not gonna like say it's like was like a return it's not a return it's a continuation of form if you ask me yeah but great script great stars great material for this director in general Mm. and great supporting cast it's a home run movie. Ebert gave it three and a half out of four stars. Mm-hmm. In terms of sheer craftsmanship, this is a superb film. Noted Tony head, early Tony head, New York Times, Manola Darhees, who is a Tony, Ooh, who was, a, who, who was a, uh initial, this guy is really good film critic. So you got to give her credit on that says Scott creates an unexpectedly rich world of chugging rushing trains slicing across equally beautiful industrial and natural landscapes. Quentin Tarantino, as we mentioned, said he, this is he loves this movie, declared it one of the 10 best movies of the decade that it came out. And Christopher Nolan has praised the hell out of this movie and said it was an influence on Dunkirk. Wow. Game recognizes game. This yeah. movie is a total slapper. It's a banger. But an interesting thing, it didn't do great yeah. at the box office. It ended up with a worldwide total of $167 million on a $100 million budget. And in the United States, it actually just, it didn't even make $100 million. Man. Um. And only performed slightly better than taking a Pelham 123. And... It's really. It was nominated for best sound editing at the Academy Awards, and uh, was nominated for best action movie at the Teen Choice Awards. Patrick, I know you're, mm-hmm. you're a big ball of the Teen Choice Awards, big. but it's interesting, and I think this is like of such a perfect movie to kind of talk about the changing times, mm-hmm. the changing landscape, because I think if this movie comes down in the '90s, it's making like Crimson Tide money. Yeah, 100%. you put. Denzel watching with Brad Pitt or somebody like that in this, like, or you know, Brad Pitt with like Robert De Niro or somebody plays Frank, you know, mm-hmm. like I think or Gene Hackman plays yeah. Frank, you know, in the nineties. And um I think it's a huge smash, but an adult oriented, very traditional like action uh disaster thriller. Star driven that is completely start yeah good point completely star-driven like the marketing and everything like that you want to go see a denzel watching a movie where he's trying to stop a runaway train that's it mm-hmm. yeah that was how they, they sold this movie and you know and i mean i like i said i watched on video i didn't go to see it in the theater and it was one of these video movies though that everyone's like you know it's actually really really good it's unstoppable <laughs> And I think yeah. people are changing like and they want to see bigger spectacle, bigger things. And this is like for all of its insanity and like car crashes and train jumping and that kind of thing. This is a rather grounded movie in a weird way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it feels weirdly like mid and it's not mid, you know, it's not. I guess nowadays you could maybe <laughs> is a hundred billion dollars like a mid budget movie nowadays. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, they're not they, they, like, you know, I
0: like we said like this is like a Netflix movie today.
1: 100 oh it's never yeah you're not getting movies made like this like they come very rarely and it's Mm -hmm. like a 30 million dollar movie and it's like a joe carnahan like you know labor of love or something yeah
0: yeah 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 you're not and you're it's gonna look gonna have a shit ton of bad cg
1: yeah that's the other yeah
0: you know and they're yeah i mean they're like no you can't shoot in the you can't we can't get a tax break in pennsylvania we got to do it in atlanta like yeah, all these
1: things, you're you're gonna have to make Vancouver look like industrial pits Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and it just you'd probably get stars still, but it would What's... not have
0: this like finely tuned pro's pro craftsmanship uh, and old school Hollywood filmmaking that this brings about. <laughs> like it, no one dislikes this movie. No, well, some people have like... said it's overrated, maybe because everyone like us like. I praise it through the roof like as a like masterful work. But I mean it is, you know, simple. It's not it's not the Irishman, but at the same time, like like a movie ass movie, Matt like to do a a proper movie ass movie, Mm -hmm. this is like at the highest level.
1: This is like, yeah, the best burger. This is like yeah. This is like pre burger cinema like burger cinema. It's but none of this like, you know, this isn't McDonald's. This is like a guy fucking doing the work. Uh, well, and that's the thing is like, man, you watch this movie and like, it's like you get the satisfaction that you get when you see like a a very well crafted piece of furniture too. Yeah. In the sense that like this is like this is like an artist who made this and someone who takes their job fucking seriously. Like everything, it's like it's a sturdy feeling film. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. You you're in safe hands when you watch this movie. Like you're gonna have a good time. Like from the first frame, you're like, I like this. This is good. I'm on board.
1: Yeah, and it, and nowadays everything feels like fucking IKEa it's like yeah. the same it's all just the same shit. it's all just like everything's like And you know, it's like we were talking about earlier with like video games, our movies our it's all just capitalism it's all just yeah. like it, it's and this slurry. is like
0: the, yeah this to me just strikes me as like one of the last stands in 2010 of like the tradition like we go to the movies. it doesn't have to be yeah. some insane event. It Mm -hmm. should just be good. And And, we go go to see our stars. We go to see, like, a a good yarn. And good night was had by all.
1: Well, and it's, like, the last time that, like, you know, it feels like the the IP wasn't the most important aspect. Because that's the true problem nowadays, is that's, like, it feels like the draw is has to be the IP. Even the movies that are essentially not IP-driven films for adults are now IP-driven films for adults. Like, even, like, the, you know the rare non-fucking Marvel movies we get are about the creation of the fucking Nike, like yeah, you know, the Michael, yeah, the, yeah, and that's they're, nothing they're wrong they're with like,
0: that. But it's also like a familiar news story. Though it is interesting just how pro Nike and capitalism
1: that movie is. Oh, all of them, dude. Yeah. Well, there's the Flaming Hot cheetah one. Blackberry's good because Blackberry is like social networky which yeah. i appreciate that movie kind of ends with like a downfall and, and it's a very and what's nice about no. that movie oh man i Nick mean yeah I like...
0: air, air is really about how rad everyone who worked at the original workers at nike were
1: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah nike
0: that's a great co- no problems with that So i was talking to my brother about it like <laughs> how good is matt damon
1: oh like, he
0: rules like he's so good and that movie like it's so like the script is like puts you the right like the right hand so matt damon downplays everything and i looked at jen when they get get the jordans into the Mm -hmm. in the boardroom and i go this is why matt damon signed on to this movie just wait like a couple minutes they're gonna be really down on their luck and he's gonna get to do the big speech and he hits a home run on that speech, like like speech oh. is super well written. It's well cut together. And Damon like sells the crap out of it. Like, okay, I would sign with Nike. I like,
1: need to, yeah, no, I still need to watch it. And like, it's like, and, well, one thing I love about Ben Affleck too, is he appreciates uh Chris Messina. Oh yeah. He, yeah. I like Chris Messina Yeah. Chris Messina, yeah.
0: But it was so funny. So we were talking, they were talking about the pure cinema podcast, but like, <laughs> like yeah, somebody comes up to Ben Affleck, it goes, so, what 1980s songs do you want for the soundtrack? And Ben Affleck's like, all of
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, every, every song, yeah, every song that came out in the 1980s is in this movie. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, we've listened to half of the discography of the Smiths. Yeah, this I movie's know. only an hour and a half long. Know, this is incredible. Yeah, it's
0: wild. It's wild. It's a. Uh, it, you know, it was a. It was a lovely way to spend it the mindless way to spend yeah it.
1: like like i'm gonna watch the frito movie i'm gonna watch all these i'll eat it too i yeah. <laughs> although yeah. i don't know if freedom movie will reach the heights of uh, air they probably not have to do air yeah oh boy
0: air is an expensive movie like, For oh, whatever no. for a corporate boardroom movie it's an expensive movie mm, but i mean you know, why not who cares spend hey, it Argo, rather, rather than spend it on that then like um
1: yeah, Transformers, Pride of the Manimals,
0: yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You thought, boy, isn't it like, what if your cheeseburger was a robot?
1: And <laughs> it's the next step. That's, yeah, your
0: food. It's like your hello, uh,
1: and I'm going to do a rap for you. What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm played by Tom Kenny. I like, go, oh no, don't so, rap. <laughs> but in tip, like, to get
0: back to our story here, in typical Tony fashion, mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't actually let. Like, he's like, I'm going to keep moving forward. I got. Mm-hmm. And Tony had, between 2010 and his passing, a lot mm-hmm. of, in 2012, a lot of projects in the hopper. Mm-hmm. As you know, so among others. So, oh, interesting thing. So summer of 2010, Iron Man 2 comes out. Mm. And Iron Man 2, even though people don't really like Iron Man 2, from what I understand, mm-hmm. I never saw it. Even though I want to see Mickey Rourke in it.
1: But, um he is oh yeah you mean as uh the the, the really the yeah I, <laughs> I was I was, I was I was thrilled at the
0: presence of Mickey Rourke in it but uh <laughs> yeah I just still never saw it
1: um you kid that might be yeah, it's... yeah
0: probably never will but you know again if the if the kid wants to watch him I'll watch him but I'm probably never putting it on by choice, uh, <laughs> but it was like the sea change. So one of the projects Tony was working on was a comic book adaptation of something called nemesis. Oh yeah.
1: I've, I've, I haven't i have read it, but I've, it's Mark Miller. It's the guy who did. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's from that kick-ass wanted Kingsman oh, man. kind of style, wanted. which briefly had that moment of like, oh, th- what if like, it was a comic book movie, but they like said fuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what if uh you saw a single boob? Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. more, nothing more, yeah. And it
0: was played for more like comedy purposes than like actually being sexy. Yeah. A
1: boob? What the hell?
0: <laughs> uh, I've no what? <laughs> ah,
1: ah, get it away. Ah!
0: <laughs> so he was working on Nemesis. He was working on a um John Grisham adaptation that was supposed to start Shia LaBeouf. Uh Mm. called uh, The Associate, a very John Grisham title, if there <laughs> ever was one. They were looking at a, like a crime a crime picture called Hell's Angels, another mm. crime picture called uh, Potsdamer Plots, uh, a New Jersey organized crime thrower, which was supposed to star Mickey Rourke, which was... God, I don't miss the vote there. But the two kind of biggest... Oh, he produced the Grey, the... Uh, oh Carlson. really, Carney movie, which yeah. is the Gray, might as well have been a Tony Scott movie. Well, like, like it's a very Tony picture, if there ever I was feel like one.
1: Carnahan kind of is like the spiritual successor,
0: uh, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he's one. Yeah, he's one of them. Like that muscular, mm-hmm. male-oriented, yeah, action guy. And the other guy, of course, the spiritual successor is our guy Antoine mm-hmm. Fuqua, who does this yes. stuff, and and. You know, equally, bonus Antoine Fuqua has a long-standing relationship with Denzel Washington, which
1: true. true. Know, he follows. It, the, he definitely lights. Yeah, keeps that spark alive for sure.
0: Yeah, he absolutely keeps that spark alive, and it's it's um, but the big projects that that they were taking a look at was um, oh, there was another movie called um, Narco Sub which is about <laughs> a submarine transporting oh, man. drugs. There was another movie called Lucky Strike about dirty DEA agents that was supposed to star Vince Vaughn. I think Vince Vaughn would have fit in well within Tony's milieu. Yo, 100%. Uh,
1: I, you know what? It is like fascinating. This gives does give you insight to how many, like, how hard. I feel like it's an insight to how many, like, like plates people are spending in Hollywood and how hard it is to get a project started. I know. Like...
0: And that's why it's like, and Tony wants to work just like his brother. So it's yeah. like, whatever one. Basically, it's like whatever one comes to the forefront, like whatever one we get done, like in time, right? And like get the right people for um, he briefly dabbled in the idea of a Warriors remake.
1: I wanted to see that's like Which, the one like he, that would have been so fucking sick. Like his I think he would have knocked that out of the park. Yeah. And he was going to move it to L.A.
0: And he wanted a gangs of thousands.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. He would have crushed it.
0: Yeah, he's a visionary. Uh, but the two big projects that seem closest to fruition for him, two ba- are two very, very big projects. One is a remake of The Wild Bunch,
2: Ooh. which
0: I am a little wary. I, you know, go back to our top movies of all time episode. I'm and pretty it's up a... on pretty on the record that I think Wild Bunch is one of the greatest movies ever made. Perfect movie. Yeah, for and sure. It's hard to recapture that, but yeah. And I would have been if it had happened, I definitely would have watched it for this show, but also been really, really skeptical in, like, 2013 when it came out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a tough, that's, like, a one where, like, there's almost, like, just have it, just name it something different. You yeah. could even have it be the same story, just but, call it that's the... that's, like, the
0: IP thing, and Tony recognized that, because Warriors, Wild Bunch, Taking Palm 1, 2, 3, he's doing stuff within his wheelhouse. He's not just doing, like, Harry Potter 8.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he's, like, Try, but he also recognizes, like, if I'm going to stay in the game and do the moves I want to make, probably yeah, he's do, like, you know,
1: he's like Chris Cooper and Seabiscuit. You know, he sees the Wild West has come to an end. I got to. Yeah. Yeah. I got to trade I gotta yeah, train well, I Toby Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the
0: Wild Bunch, it's him and Ridley and the rest and the boys all walking up to the final shootout with, oh, with like, Bob Iger as like the Mexican <laughs> general. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that guy,
1: that creep who runs Warner Brothers now. Oh, God, David Zaslav. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that Batman villain. I, I, who
0: the, the most classic type of villain has no clue he is a
1: villain. No. See,
0: that is think, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely a, no clue. Make a Paul Schrader movie about that goon. Oh, that guy is such a fucking goon, man. But Dude.
0: the guy who said about Clint Eastwood, we owe him nothing. Only here. fifty fifty years of successes at Warner Brothers, like I hope,
1: keeping the I fucking hope, lights on for fifty years.
2: <laughs> like, you know. I hope
1: Mister Macho give, takes a visit to your house, sir. Goddamn Mickey Mouse executive. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but the other, um, the other big one that they were circling was Top Gun 2. Man, all uh, right around this time. They had all Bruckheimer, Tom Cruise, and Tony Scott had all gotten together, and they're like, "Let's let's do it, let's mm-hmm. let's try and break this story." They initially like it's very funny how it turned out. We'll spoiler on that. We'll be talking about that in a few weeks, mm-hmm. a little bit more closely. Um, but the Maverick was supposed to be a supporting character mm-hmm. in the in the Tony this Tony Scott version of it. Like Maverick was. Kind of where he ended up as like a flight instructor, but we'll get a new gang of recruits and that kind of thing. Obviously, for a variety of reasons, Maverick is pushed completely to the forefront in the finished product that came out last year. And to the point where it's like, no, not only is he the instructor, he's still the best pilot and he still needs to lead the mission.
1: Yeah, he is a 100% like... It's his film it's in an like entirety. Year,
0: this fifty-eight-year-old man who's like making these twenty-two-year-olds look like weaklings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. it's it's his thing. It's it's it's. To- I mean, and yeah, like we said, we'll talk more about Top Gun: Maverick in a few weeks, but mm-hmm. I don't know what Tony would have done. I don't think it would have been as um completely. I think it would have had the nostalgia factor, which would have gotten asses in the seats. But mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been the like utterly classical homage homage that it you know brilliantly put together but still like like kaczynski just decides i'm gonna just shoot it like a painter we're we're gonna cut it tight we're gonna rely completely on these tom cruise close-ups
1: got claudia miranda sdp like yeah yeah, i'm gonna let him sing
0: the slickest like traditional movie imaginable
1: man but then don't you god this is the thing that's so sad because like imagine like a top gun movie Directed that look, by that Tony looked Scott. Like Unstoppable. New style yeah. Tony Scott. Yeah, because it would have been Pop Gun. He yeah. I don't I
0: think he still would have shot it like like Unstoppable he's... or Deja Vu or something.
1: Because like that. he doesn't feel beholden to uh you know his previous works. No. And he doesn't feel beholden. Well and here's the thing, he's not he doesn't feel beholden to Tom Cruise. He has enough like riz yeah. himself as like a director that he wouldn't and have he, to and like he
0: would not have done the idolatry like tribute to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise also Kaczynski and Chris Patricia McQuarrie, yeah, and Jerry Bruckheimer. I'll talk about it again. It needed a big hit, He hadn't had a big hit in yeah. quite a while. All of them were beholden to Tom Cruise's, like, mi- basically Mission Impossible factory, mm-hmm. you know. And
1: he's essentially the also, he is the biggest star on earth, I would say, right now, like, on it with him and Leo, I guess. Like, but even it's a different I,
0: thing, though. It's like Tom Cruise barely at like leo plays parts like he just picks the best scripts tom cruise you don't even know if he's playing a character at this point he's, he's just, just showing up as tom cruise yeah I, I, like the mission impossible series is fascinating because it's like it is genuinely difficult to remember his character's name they've done like yeah. nine of them it's Ethan Hunt, but I had to
1: like, yeah, I had to think about yeah. it first because like, I knew it was like Ethan, and I kept thinking Ethan Rom. No, that's yeah, the bad guy yeah, at from this Lost. Point,
0: at this point, you do feel it's just Tom Cruise going on missions.
1: Oh yeah, it's like him hanging out with like Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg, which is like yeah. such an insane trio.
0: Yeah, but so, but Tony was working closely with Cruise. They were trying to find like the right scheduling to get this off the ground, but it was. In 2011, 2012, an actual, like, thing Mm -hmm. that they were planning on doing. It did, obviously, you know, it took until, I mean, it was shot, it was shot and completed before COVID and the Mm -hmm. lockdown, but they so they held it back Mm -hmm. until, you know, because Cruz was like,
1: yeah, I'm not going straight to streaming with this. (laughs) Yeah, he, yeah, come on. Like, and it brought it brought in another Cruz-a-sons, Like He did, now has... Yeah. He's he's back in the he's fold. He's back.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. out. He's back.
1: Because
0: they, they, the original, this for both Bruckheimer and Cruz, because Cruz was on a real down... This is like mm-hmm. a pretty low point. This is maybe the lowest point of Cruz's career in 2011, 2012. Oh, yeah. So they needed this. This was a nostalgia trip. They needed an easy hit. I don't think mm-hmm. they realized that their easy hit was going to be like a Best Picture nominated... Modern, yeah, like, like, modern throwback to what we were just talking about, with Unstoppable. In a way, it's like a very, very traditional movie with traditional themes. You know, it's like
1: a, it's like a, it's like a swan song to a type of cinema that is on its way out. You know, yeah, and, it is. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, and because it's also about that, it's about drone warfare. They tell Maverick many, yeah. many times, you are uh, obsolete. Yep. And Tom Cruise is like, F you. I'm a movie star. Movie stars still rule. <laughs> like, you know, like, try and replace me. <laughs> you can't. Like, and pay me everything. I don't take pay cuts. Like, Denzel doesn't take pay cuts. Like, Hell yeah. They, they shouldn't. There's only one Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's the replacement.
2: He's Michael Jordan.
0: Ev- and when he does inevitably fall off the Eiffel Tower. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, when he's like.
0: You know, uh, he's like seventy years old, trying to scale a mountain, and it just doesn't work <laughs> out for him. Um, he's
1: eighty-five, and he's like, you know, bungee. He's parkouring on the Taj Mahal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he like trips, trips on a banana peel at the top of the Burj Al Dubai. Mm. So, um, they were
0: in August of 2012. Tony Scott and Tom Cruise August 17th of 2012 mm. Tony Scott and Tom Cruise are at, in Nevada at a naval air station researching Top Gun 2 mm. That the if everything fell into place it was going ha- it, it was going to go Christopher McCorry was writing the script no surprise there <laughs> Yeah he
1: yeah when did he get into the that I guess like was Brad Bird that movie was when he kind of enters the fray with Tom Cruise Well so oh, he <laughs>
0: wrote uh he wrote the Valkyrie that's and that was where yeah. they get and he directed the second the Jack Reacher. The oh Jack yeah, Reacher the one where like and, Werner
1: Herzog's the bad guy? Yeah. yeah.
0: Man. And he um but basically he has been like a part like he even did re- like uncredited rewrites on the ill the ill ill fated mummy movie Cruz was wow. in. He is Cruz's guy. And mm-hmm. he has run with it like it's made i mean he wasn't going to be able to direct mission impossible movie before oh. he became
1: cruise's guy <laughs> like man i mean he's found the perfect niche like what a like what a you know shark to be a remora pod and i say yeah. that like i'm not saying that he's like you know no, but like i think
0: he, he i think he's a great writer a really intelligent guy 100% well, yeah, he wrote, yeah usual
1: he wrote Usual suspects, suspects. yeah he the way
0: the way the gun if you haven't seen that his directorial debut is a really cool movie Really means really mean spirited, like neo western type deal. It's Ryan Phillippe and Benicio del Toro. Yeah, heard of this movie. And it's like, it opens with this scene where they're sitting on a Mercedes, and Benicio del Toro is like twisting the hood ornament on it, and they're in this parking lot, and these guys, and Sarah Silverman is like, fuck you, what the f-? You know, like, goes, And she launches into like the most vulgar tirade possible, and like, Benicio Totoro in this crowd of people with all of her friends just punches her in the face. Wow! And then they get the shit kicked out of them by all of her friends, and that's oh how the movie God. opens. And you're like, these guys are awful, but the world is, it's great. It's like so mean-spirited <laughs> and nasty <laughs> And it comes with like a Ryan Phillippe voiceover. He's like, "Yeah, that's how we got into this thing." It was
1: like, (laughs) "You're wondering how I got here."
0: Yeah, it's it's a good. I like it a lot. I I think it's always it's a bit like a. But anyway, so they're researching, and they're out there. It's gonna happen. And here we. (sighs) Two days later, Tony Scott is dead. Mm. Um, he died on August nineteenth of 2012 he leapt from the vincent thomas bridge in um what is that san pedro yes yeah why was he there why this why in the middle of the day in broad daylight around other people did this happen it's gonna it's haunting and i bruce mcgill is quoted in the book we read about being like i can't look at that bridge and I and he's right like I don't want to go you know no. I would never I would all you know, that would be all I would think about too like it's it, you're just like and so basically like after it happened there was a lot of like why which mm-hmm. is natural in these kind of situations because it's just so unexplainable um apparently left two notes and then mm-hmm. the contents of which have never been disclosed and don't I don't want to know that's, yeah. for that, that's for yeah. that's Yes, we're fans. Yes, he's a public figure. Still not for us. Yeah. I don't – not for us. Apparently, TMZ bought the traffic video.
1: Jesus Christ. And even
0: TMZ, not known for decency (laughs) at any level, even they're like, we can't – we can't put this out there in the world. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's like a line. It's like there's there's gossip, but then there's snuff. And yeah, and this, yeah. and
0: we don't want to see somebody everyone loved. Like, and literally when the when he did pass, the tributes, you know, Denzel, Tom Cruise, Jerry Bruckheimer, Gene mm-hmm. Hackman, all of the usual, all of his like long term collaborators. You know, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington said Tony Scott was a great director, a genuine. Friend and is unfathomable to think that he is now gone you leave it to denzel to be a class act and you know mm-hmm. you know and you know and it is interesting because denzel washington does not seem like a, i think like one of the things that makes denzel like meryl streep actually he seems to live like a rich family life with a set of friends mm-hmm. completely outside of the industry
1: yeah he is very he
0: doesn't strike me as a guy who like oh i made friends on set like i do i do do my job then i go home is Mm. what he what he does it does seem like his relationship with tony scott was a genuine friendship like they did expand it to beyond that and it does seem like tony scott had that quality across the board
1: yeah everyone loved him and he's like seemed like one of those guys that would like you know well he's like you know, we go back to when we first were introduced to him, he's like climbing, he's willing to scale that mountain, uh, that canyon with those executives, mm. he's like filled with all this vim and vigor, and his vim and vigor kind of infects everyone else in a positive way, like it's yeah, such a, and, yeah,
0: yeah, and so I, I think that's why this is so haunting, because there are a few people we've covered on the show, a few people we've studied, that seem this vibrant yeah, this like purely alive and excited about mm. everything that they did, and they're like Family and their friends, and like he lived a very in his sixty-seven years he, or sixty-eight years, he lived a really, really exciting, fulfilling yeah. life. Um,
1: and, and one with that is a refreshingly lack of like uh lack of enemies. Like it seemed like everyone liked him wherever he went.
0: Yeah, uh, like a team player who gets the job done on t- like good fun shoots like on like deja vu or but even those were challenging shooting in new orleans after unstoppable with not enough money or complete utter shit shows like the last boy scout you know like or days of thunder and still getting the job done still taking care of business i think he's a hero Mm -hmm. a true like i mean this is like One of the joys is like, and there's a lost art of like we talked about Fugue, we talked about Carnahan. People are trying to like step into his footsteps, step in, you know. But it's it's a Mm. big shadow, man. It's big shoes to fill. This is this, and it's so tragic to me that in the ten years since he passed, everyone loves him now, critics and everything like that. They all see the glory in these movies, and he didn't get didn't get a chance to see it.
1: It's a like, bummer, it's, yeah. It's hard. Yeah.
0: That because... He he's more popular than his brother is. His prestige brother. Like yeah, you would talk to 100%. so many people who are like, No, I'm a Tony man. Like <laughs> I prefer Tony. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Tony's movies, all sixteen of them are fun. Mm-hmm. Pop like they all have good fun stuff in it. Um it really I the bittersweet I read this thing though. Apparently, um Darius Wolski who shot Crimson Tide in the fan and now has become Ridley, one of Ridley's main cinematographers, they were on the set of The Counselor. And they were doing a scene in uh, The Counselor's apartment. Mm -hmm. And they had the windows. We had some curtains. And and Ridley said, just open the windows. Wolski tried to talk him out of it because it was London, not the Midwestern United States, where they were (laughs) shooting this. And it wasn't going to look right. But Ridley persisted. And he wanted to put a fan in the curtains, too. And the curtains are blowing, and Ridley looks at Wolsky and goes, "You know, my brother is an expert in blowing curtains, and <laughs> he died like two days later after they had this moment." Ooh. And we'll cover the Ridley's reaction next week because I think the, <laughs> we we watched it already. It death looms. Yeah. In Ridley's next film. In a very haunting way, mm-hmm. like the nastiness and brutishness of life and unexplainable fate. yeah,
1: the fatalistic it, nature of the inevitable in this film. yeah. Uh, they
0: did not know um, you know, there's been rumors that he Tony Scott had varying degrees of cancer around this time. Mm -hmm. Um, oddly, like, apparently in the, like, they did, they looked and when he died, he had nothing. He was cancer free in his system. Mm -hmm. But there's also been stories that he had, like, had spent years in pain and uh, had cancer prior to that. And I mean, that's, that's really, uh, that's rough and I can do a number on you. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I, it's just such a, he's, it's, he's just so missed. Yeah. You know, in a variety of ways to his family, to people who knew him, his friends, and then to just us as fans. Like, we want more of his movies. They, um, Brian Heglin, who we've talked about on the show before, Mm -hmm. great screenwriter, man of fire, among others, um, was the man who was hired to do the Wild Bunch screenplay. Mm -hmm. And he had been working on it that day and the day he heard that tony scott passed he immediately stopped and has never returned and he made apparently made it to page 68 and it's or page 46 and that wild bunch script is on page 46 forever after this date because he was just like i can't do it without this guy and they all felt that way up and that's why you know top gun 2 took another almost 10 years so, well, it cra- And the yeah. first, first card in the credits at the end of the movie is a dedication to Tony Scott mm-hmm. and, you know, well-deserved. I mean, I like cheered at the theater when, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it came up, I was like, you know, I was happy to see that. And, you know, his, he looms large, Mm-hmm. In all of, you know, everything, uh, both counselor and uh, God, Exodus Gods and Kings are dedicated to Tony Scott as well. Nice. And uh, when Tony, when Ridley won best uh, picture for the Martian at the Golden Globes, most of his speech was a dedication to Tony. And I think like Ridley is a taciturn, tough man, mm-hmm. but he loved his little brother. You know, they have a c- real close, competitive spirit, a beautiful relationship with mm-hmm. each other and it's He's just like, so so sad
1: little artist brother yeah
0: yeah and just you know there's a lot you know the other guy we could say is kind of in the shadow is Michael Bay of mm-hmm. Tony Scott but none of them have his like you know what I like is um his soul soul yes yeah. human there's like, human there's human quality even to his roughest movies
1: and there's yeah and there's like there's an em- the films are, it feels empathetic to a certain degree. Like, yeah, there's a texture, like the people feel real. It's he's not a, like. He's
0: a curious, excited man made yeah. these movies.
1: And, well, he's able to make these people feel real and soulful while simultaneously maintaining the craft side of things, yeah. which is like really, that's such a hard thing to do, in my opinion. I think nowadays it's just like, most people are either one or the other. There's not that many people that I think can like check off both of those like boxes completely. And he's mm-hmm. one of the few guys that could do that.
0: And yeah. And seem to bring everyone in. I mean, even think about those stories about inviting Quentin Tarantino video store clerk to come yeah. hang out on set. Man. Like it's really. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> it's very sad. It's brutal. Uh, I'm glad that we get a chance to celebrate his movies. I'm glad that everyone everyone does seem to be on the same page now. I think yeah. there are a few Tony Scott skeptics, but most people are like, "These movies rock. Oh, yeah. And I... we get 16 joyous movies that are readily available
2: mm-hmm.
0: everywhere to check and look at. So uh, let's say we count them down. Yeah. Oh man. Do this thing to Mine... close out this episode with a little bit of a listicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Tony Scott them? movie are you? <laughs>
1: Uh oh, no, I got revenge. Oh boy, oh, I'm Sorry. <laughs> I need to oh, see spy a spy game.
0: Oh no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're
0: gonna count down from 16 to 1. Preferential mm-hmm. order, these are favorites. We're not declaring best, we're just declaring favorites. I think here, um, this was tough,
1: yeah. I, I will say that all of these movies are of quality, in my yes. even like the ones that are like, uh, you know, a little crazier or less make less set like none of the, they're all a good time which is really rare for a director like it's 16 that has 16 movies that are good like that's mm-hmm. not even the like, worst of-
0: one i would watch again like today yeah uh, oh if it was suggested to me yeah um so i'll start us off number 16 for me mm. the fan totally fair um yeah, it's just, it's the, I think it's the weakling. It's it's the wonkiest movie out of the group, but there's still, like, amazing stuff. Like, I mean, they still have, like, a knife fight oh, on God. a baseball field in a torrential rainstorm. I mean. Oh, yeah. Benicio Bobby. Del Toro is still killed in a sauna by Robert De Niro in a full suit, sweating his ass off. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, Robert De Niro kills a giant cartoon bug so intensely that a Hasidic guy with a Chihuahua like that, <laughs> yeah that's much spooky <laughs> yeah then, well, well like a remix of Nine Inch Nails is closer yeah. is playing incredible what do you got 16 oh man so this is my first really controversial choice I think because I'm with you with the fan the fan might be the worst movie on the list for sure I'm with you there but for some reason, this is the movie that I just remember the least. Like it just didn't have a uh, despite like I remember liking it when I watched it, but I, I tried to get a second viewing in it. But just for the life of me, this movie just kind of like just went through one ear and not the other. I guess there's a damn putting Days of Thunder. Oh, the big, yeah. I just for some reason, this movie has no yeah, staying yeah, me, power.
0: With it. <laughs> it's 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 a nothing movie. It's like eating. A, it's like eating a sleeve of
1: Pringles. Yeah, and, a dude, and hey, I love a sleeve of Pringles. <laughs> I see it you know? as a guy who's got this ranked pretty high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like, but it just for some reason, it's just, um, has no, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't remember like anything of it. It's just, it's a non entity okay. to me. For it a minute, makes but sense. it's still, it, it's a yeah. weird, like,
0: I mean, it's a weird, like, attempt at top gun but not and everything is a little more half-assed than top gun
1: yeah that's the thing i think it's just like it's like a top gun it hits such a particular like stride yeah. for me it's such a perfect mix and it's like if you just like if one thing is just a little too much or too less like you know i think like top gun's just like just the right amount of nondescript and the right but but with the right amount of weird specifics where like everything just I don't have sings And yeah. even, like in Days of Thunder, sings too. Uh, you know, I'm it's being still a little goofy
0: off. fun stuff in it. But it, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like we said, we like all of these movies. It's just, no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 15 for me is my opinion, his most forgettable movie. And this is Spy Ooh. Game. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Spy Game's fine. Mm. Like the fan is at least weird. Like fan is like not. A- I don't think fan is a particularly good movie, but it's goofy as hell. Yeah, my game a... doesn't even get goofy. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it's, it it just doesn't have, like, I feel
0: you. I feel you. I'm yeah.
1: with
0: you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's fine. And I would watch it again today, like I said. But it's like, it's fine. What do you have at
1: 15? Right. I had the fan. I had the, the yeah. fan. Just like, and I think I just put it above because it was just a more memorable. Like uh, De Niro in this movie is so unhinged and weird and sad. And we've also <laughs> had the chance to watch the fan a couple of times
0: for the show. Yeah, right?
1: we've let it sink in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, Bobby Rayburn, he might as well be my brother. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I want you to hit a home run for me, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
0: right, uh, number fourteen for me is the taking of Pelham one two three. Oh wow. It's, I don't, the ending. Yeah. Like I don't, I, that's why it sticks out to me. I just don't really buy the ending. I think it, I like it. And I think it's really mm-hmm. fun up until that point, but I think it's like, I, I. it's my least favorite of the Denzel collaborations too.
1: Interesting. That is so. a, yeah, that is, uh, that's a uh, fascinating, interesting. Um, I'm with you. Uh, 14, spy game. Uh, it's yeah. just, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> boring. It's a boring, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not bad. It's just yeah. Robert Redford, charming.
0: Robert is really good in it. I think Brad Pitt's kind of wasted in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think he's a little underwritten. Mm-hmm. And Brad can't, even with all the charms of Brad Pitt, can't really yeah. give that guy a lot of life.
1: It's Yeah, it's it just it's a tough situation to be in. Yeah, really I think it's yeah. I think it but it, it things are,
0: straight, you know, with some differential, like that we can agree fans by gamer. The weakest.
1: Yes. Yeah, Bad I'm with his you. movies. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Number 13 for me is Beverly Hills Cop 2. Mm. Um, I kept thinking back on how it's like. It's really well directed. Mm-hmm. but it's again like what you're saying with days of thunder it's like i we saw beverly hills cop one beverly hills cop one has all of that but it's better it's funner. Yeah. and it's like more alive this is like they're kind of it already feels a little long in the tooth even by the second one it's like <laughs> wait he's back and beverly is like mm, and his jokes aren't like absolutely like transcendently crushing it
1: Nah, no. but they, it's like a-
0: it's still awesome. It's still a super yeah. fun time. I love the alphabet murders. I love the <laughs> Beverly Hills gun club. I love the ending. I love Rosewood being a total lunatic gun nut. <laughs> and they love that scene where they go to his house, just like roast him with right? all of his stuff, like his plants oh, yeah. and his pets and like every, you know. Like it's ludicrous. His, yeah. Like there's like, and Tony's direction. Like I like how slick it is. Like if, <laughs> Like the yeah. first Beverly Hills Cop is like Martin Brest playing in like a post 1970s kind of milieu, like gritty ass Detroit and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop Two is like coke, coked out 80s Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, this is Reagan's Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, yeah, and so like, and then it comes with then
0: Beverly Hills Cop One is like vastly superior movie, but oh,
1: like, yeah, Two is a lightning in a bottle. Two is
0: a really fun time. Yeah, um, but I just think it's like. It's not as interesting. It definitely feels like we just got to put together a hit and like recreate the magic of it, the original.
1: It's like one of the few Scots where it kind of feels like, OK, we've got like these great talented. It's like all these talented people. We don't really have a script. Let's just see what happens. And, the, you know, and they're
0: like with Days of Thunder. They're dealing with the increasingly unhinged on Simpson still. Yeah, he's around.
1: Yeah, and you can yeah. see his his greasy fingerprints are all they, over. Things get movie. a little
0: slicker and smoother after he's gone, as we have yeah. covered in our other
1: Ruckheimer episodes. Got that Don Simpson sheen?
0: The Don Simpson sheen, which is a dusty layer of cocaine. <laughs> like,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, the powder, the powdery the, sheen. Uh,
0: what do you have at thirteen?
1: Thirteen. Uh, I have a little movie called Domino. Nah. Yeah. I I like uh I like Domino. It's really I think it's just like the most it's his most divisive.
0: The... It is his most divisive
1: movie. Yeah, and it's just it's very like um it's I think it's just like a hair too frenetic for my personal tastes. It's yeah. really cool. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens and it's kind of like Yeah, I mean you in...
0: have to tip your hat to the the madness of it.
1: Yeah, the insane like yeah, the the madness I give it like a 10 out of 10. But like yeah, it's just stars. like but Star, it's, all, ten, it's
0: also completely incoherent and insane. Yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's just totally, it's, yeah, it's a, it can be, uh, it's a rough, although, hey, Ian's Zyring in it, he was having a fun time. Yeah,
0: I mean, the, yeah, our treaty d sod reality television of that era, that was a fun episode. Look, <laughs> I enjoyed that <laughs>
1: Yeah, one. it was fun. Yeah, there's cool stuff, and, like, I, I definitely like it more than, like, I thought I, I would. I see where, like, like,
0: this, that's, I think this is his movie that can kind of drift depending on your taste. Mm-hmm. from a high end Scott to 16 spot for some people I'm sure.
1: Yo, 100%. Yeah, I could see some people having this being their lowest. Yeah. yeah but uh, legitimately no, but, hating this movie. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, but it's still like I don't know, there's something really cool like about like yeah, and, and, it, and it is like the peak it is peak new era. It's like a, just a like boom you're in this is how scott makes films now baby either you're on board yeah. or get the fuck away yeah, like yeah <laughs>
0: yeah tony Scott's style is here and it's going he's going hard yeah with it. get on the bus yeah definitely <laughs> uh in the 12 in the 12 spot i have revenge and mm-hmm. this was a hard one for me because the further away i get from revenge mm-hmm. i'm in love with revenge. <laughs> it's a good movie i like revenge it's insane <laughs> I heard on the movie Mindset podcast, Will Meteker said he thought it was the worst Tony Scott movie, and I disagree on that. Whole, whole I think I think it's cool. It's it is incoherent. It's weird. It's like a yeah. like, totally crazy one. They had struggle with production as we described in the revenge episode. But revenge is interesting. And it's a legitimately very sexy movie to which they don't (laughs) make those kind of movies anymore (laughs) like it's a horny ass movie like all the better for it (laughs) yeah so like at 12 I feel bad but I would save time I'm looking at 11
1: through 1 and I'm like I don't know where
0: else to put this like
1: you got like yeah I mean It has, like, some... Anthony Quinn gives, like, an all-time great performance. James Gammon's cameo is incredible, how he just kind of, like, dies. It's it's crazy. It's insane.
0: It's so crazy. It's like a movie movie inside the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's like, three different movies in one. It's, like, the, you know, the initial, like, the first movie is, like, uh, what happens to Kevin. like,
0: Like, after Maverick gets out of the Navy, he goes to visit his friend in Mexico, who is, like, this old man with, like, a like top five all time beautiful wife who's my age exactly. Kevin's age, you know It was like Kevin, and Kevin's like, oh, geez, I love Anthony Quinn, but his wife's mama really mia. hot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mama Mia. <laughs> like, I, gotta, I gotta have a spicy meatball.
0: Yeah. So I want to watch, I can't wait to watch it again. I bought that director's cut Blu ray. I can watch it at any time. That's the joy of physical
1: media, folks. Um, what do you have in the 12th spot? Oh man, this is where I have Beverly Hills Cop 2. It's just a amiable, it's not as good as Beverly Hills Cop 1, but I really like It's like Jeffrey yeah. Kimballson. That, that like that color palette, that like yeah,
0: no one su- that sunny that that California sun that he's captured, that 80s California sun. Yeah, you know, like, like
1: that 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 like that bronze brass hue that everything seems oh, to yeah, have. It's like so it's, like
0: all, and the, the robbery sequence is set to it. Oh, like, God, uh, it's, it's like, and the music. So it's the like Falter, butter, dude. The Faltermeyer school. Yeah. It's just, it does something to me. Ben dude. Affleck it's, uses yeah. Axe laugh in uh, Air as well. <laughs> like, oh, he,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Although, he is I, really using every movie song for the 80s. I
0: love, like, Ben Affleck cast John Ashton in uh, Gone Baby Gone. Specifically, because he's like, we got to get Taggart in the movie. <laughs> like he, like he's like such a kid of the eight, like at the eighties. He's like, I oh love Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> like, <it's... And> he's <laughs> a, well. also Ben Affleck is of course a Brestian. Oh yeah, the man himself is Larry, mm-hmm. the titular Larry Geely.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is yeah of the of the world of breast. Yeah,
0: he yeah, is. he is a key. He is a key figure because he kind of <laughs> ended Martin Brest's career. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, he did say like Martin Breast was like a huge supporter and has like been a buddy since they made that movie. And when Ben's wow. gone through his ups and downs, Brest been there for him. Go back and listen to the Martin Breast series, folks. It's yeah. very underrated. We enjoyed doing that one. Breast years of our lives. Breast years Great. of our lives. Great man. Uh, number eleven. I. This is where I have Domino. He's mm. in the eleven spot. Another totally one. Fair. I was like, I could have moved it up to like six. There's mm-hmm. part of me wanted. To be a stinker and have it like in the <laughs> sixth spot. I admire the madness of it completely. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's a mess too. It's, it's yeah. also too long. It's like, I think it was like 125 minutes and then like, if it have been 95. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like
1: there's like a couple plots going on that movie, and if you cut out well, like maybe, two like, or three, you,
0: I think you could have cut the entire Jerry Springer sequence. Sadly, yes, I think you could cut the entire because it goes on forever too.
1: As insane as that is, and like you watch it and you're like, "This I'm happened happy in it's a movie," there, but you don't
0: need it there. You don't need it at
1: movie. all. No, this could be a spelt ninety minutes,
0: and it. I think we would have like I probably would have been higher on my list.
1: Oh, yeah, because been...
0: like, that would have been groovy if they would just been a straight line. But this story is so weird. And I think Tony Scott was living it, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> He's mm-hmm. hanging out with her, going on raids and shit. The real one. And um, I, yeah, I think maybe it was a little too close for. I don't know. <laughs> like It's, it's wild. a lot
1: going. It's a wild movie. There's a lot of ghosts in that film, for sure. Yeah, there is. So what do you have? Eleven. Eleven. Oh, man. This is our boy taking a film. One, two, three. I really you know what? It's one of those movies that like. It's, uh, I do agree with you. The ending's a bit of a cop out, but, uh, John Travolta up until the end gives a tour de force, tour de force. I wish that John Travolta and Tony Scott did more stuff together. I
0: know. And it's in, it's in line with what Jason Momoa is doing in the new fast.
1: Yes. Which I think we,
0: we admire when we see that in a movie, like just like, I'm not, this isn't high art, man. I'm not even fucking Lincoln
1: yeah you know, like, i'm not yeah i'm not playing i'm not playing a senator with yeah. leap pace like yeah well, i'm
0: not giving a speech on the need for democracy and like the state mm. of the union and like that kind of america it's like no i'm robbing a train yeah you gotta
1: twirl that mustache dude
0: yeah mustache twirling is fun and you're right john travolta does it heroically in the taking yeah. of Pelham One Two Three remake, but also it's you know the flimsiest of the Denzel collaborations, I would say.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think you're right. I think there is a. Um, it's just a. Uh, although, like I like his character a lot, and like, yeah. I think his character had like the whole thing where you find out that he's like kind of had like a, a, yeah, a scandal.
0: Yeah, I like that. I but I also think it's like dropped a little too fast.
1: Yeah, they immediately kind of rectify things. And like, yeah, it's
0: pretty It's very, like, tidily, like, handled. It's like the thing with Chris Pine in Unstoppable. It's like, that, which I think is handled better. But yeah. in this one, it's like, no, never mind. You're a hero. Yeah, you have the yeah. key to the city. You're yeah. like, you're yeah. now you, the mayor of You, Yan- you want to go to the Yankees with me? I'm the mayor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Gandolfini is the mayor. It's great. Ooh, so good. Yeah uh I, in the number 10 spot for me I can't believe we're already mm. here this is where i have days of thunder ah
2: um, totally fair.
0: and i think i am relying you know in full disclosure i'm relying on a lot of childhood nostalgia this was on at my parents house a lot mm. and we want we, we liked this like we like this movie like, it has my brother about love- it and he's like i love days of thunder like it is a it's stupid it's mm-hmm. a completely like you're right, there's nothing to this movie. Mm-hmm. It is so paint by numbers with each of the bits and everything like that, but mm-hmm. it's still very satisfying. Get a fun John C, young John C. Riley. Michael yeah. Booker is really fun in it as Robert Rowdy Burns, great, one of the great, char- <laughs> some of the great character names, Cole Trickle and Rowdy Burns, like. You can't, really top. you can't really like Don Simpson as a race car driver. I'm glad he's back and I hope to beat
1: him. Two
0: <laughs> performance. <laughs> the Twitter first performance. Yeah, first, like with, like yeah, the weirdness of the production. That was a oh, man. I, we had a lot of downloads for that one. People liked that episode. And there, that was, that was a fun one to cover.
1: Oh, for sure. It a lot of fun.
0: That, that insane episode. Yeah, I liked. I like it. I watched it again recently. I just bought it on video. I like Days of Thunder.
1: It's a good. Movie. I mean, If I had watched it again, I like. There was a point where like, uh, I watched The Hunger, and then I wanted to rewatch Days of Thunder too. And I feel like if I had rewatched it, maybe, maybe it would have mm-hmm. gone up a little higher. I don't know. What do you have in the tenth spot? Ooh, a little movie called Deja Vu. Oh
0: man, this is good. this is the one I want to rewatch. I want to take another look at Deja Vu.
1: It is a. Wild, Mish- it, is is cool. yeah, cool, cool. it is a flawed movie It's cool though, yeah. it's a flawed movie But it is a good movie, it's a yes. lot of fun I liked it way more See, I did not like it when I watched it in theaters Initially, but like yeah. But like, <laughs> watching it a second time And like, kind of having like the context Of like, Tony Scott's Like, what he was trying to achieve And just like, seeing it in It's, it's as, a damn It's a
0: damn hoot like, It's a, hoot. Is yeah, it it's a like, hoot of a movie in, Is it
1: is it beyond stupid? Yeah, sure. it's, it's, it's,
0: d- it's dorky and dumb, and it it's but it's so it's really fun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's a fun, and it's like yeah, and I say this yeah, it's an enjoyable film. It's like really, it's a it's a turn your brain off and have a hell of a time. He does a car chase, it's, car chase with like really a crazy
0: good. VR headset. It's awesome. It's so Jim nuts. Jim, Jim, so Kavisle, nuts. Jim Caviezel is a ridiculous villain. It's you. It's as Adam Goldberg. As the nerd, uh, tech guy, Val Kilmer. I mean, it's great. Like Yeah, it's it's oh, it's, it's, it's it's so, completely so much completely disallowing with the scene where they're like watching her naked in the shower and everyone's like, hmm, should we be doing this? Uh I think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, the CIA, uh, of course. We, so. <laughs> uh it was, Dove sales nicely. Deja vu was my number nine.
1: Movie. Ooh, nice, uh, nice.
0: and yeah, I, I and it moved up. It was actually uh, originally behind revenge. It was one of the big mm. moves that I made, but I'm
1: thinking, like I said, I'm thinking back fondly
0: on deja vu.
1: It's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. I think it's like such a um, and it's like so much. I feel like it had like I drubbed so much. It did not deserve the drubbing. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's just like you go in, you have to go into that movie yeah. and just like it's a vibe. It's finding Don't... itself too. It's finding yeah. its audience.
0: It's it's a goofy fun time. I enjoyed it. What do you What do you have at nine?
1: Ooh, number nine. Uh, this is where I have revenge. Uh, okay. I re- I like I like uh late uh that era of like I like the cinematography of that like of of that era of Tony Scott. That's kind of like my favorite like aesthetic for him. Mm, and like the you know, the, the, the,
0: those... the uh, Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop two. Era. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That whole yeah that 80, 80s Scott. That is like yeah. kind of like yeah pr- uh, post yeah from like. I feel like Last Boy Scout's kind of like the last one, maybe of that yeah, style. Yeah, I would say um, Last
0: Boy Scout or True Romance. We'll yeah, the, the last of that kind of California style.
1: Yeah, Ooh, Let's Call go. it a Cal-
0: California style. California style. Oh, oh, style. Getting slammed here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's so throwing the the kid is throwing a throwing a drawing board at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! know.
1: Any drugs?
0: Hi. And she said hi. <laughs> yeah. we'll get lunch in just a sec here. Um, I have in the uh, eight spot the hunger. Ooh. Is where I put it. Um, I like the hunger. I think it's like, it's so different thematically mm-hmm. from like every other thing he did. It might be close, really close to his heart, too. Mm-hmm. But um, when I watch a Tony Scott picture, you. I want, I don't, ambiguous sad vampires or race car drivers.
1: You want, a, you want, a, you want, you want that
0: vampire I want, that, be... I want the, I want the macho shit. Yeah, I want, like, look.
1: You know, like,
0: look, this is, want, a, it... this, this is the A spot. This is like a really prime spot. Like, I'm not, no, I like this. Movie. That's I think good. Movie it's a ruled, good money spot.
1: It's a good money but... spot.
0: I'm going to choose The Hunger of the Last Boy Scout as a rewatch. Yeah. I, I know where I'm leaning. I'm gonna yeah. I'm watching the last Boy Scout.
1: <laughs> like the only time you wanna see a vampire in a David in a Tony Scott movie is when that vampire is trying to figure out how to drive a motorcycle up a train in Antarctica. With like,
0: yeah, with like a police car inexplicably flipping behind it.
1: (laughs) Yes, while a helicopter is like the local Antarctic news is filming this. Yeah, it's
0: all being covered (laughs) deeply by the news in voiceovers that are letting us know everything that's going on. Dracula
1: is about to (laughs) ride.
0: We've just gotten gotten word. The uh, souped-up snowmobile driver is Dracula. (laughs) Dracula is a local of Pennsylvania. <laughs> his father works in the wielding union a 600 year veteran of vampirism <laughs> still can't get his union card but he's there <laughs> yeah his, his two daughters work at hooters yeah he, he's he has not been fostered over into the union somehow this young upstart like robert was robert edward
1: twice <laughs> robert <laughs> edward got,
0: yeah robert edward got his union card right away yeah, Robbie Yeti. Yeah, sad Brad Pitt in an interview with the vampire. He got his union cards. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dracula, though. He can't find his way. Oh, it's such yeah, a thing. Dracula is, like, doing his best.
1: Dra- like, yeah, he's, Tra- putting
0: the, he's putting the man hours. He's worked his way up. Mm-hmm. up it, that union. I We are pro-union on this show. So That's Dracula's true. Dracula's a scab or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dracula's, no, Dracula ends up working
0: at a fast food yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous working for but I like this movie. I think it's really groovy. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I just like that muscular Denzel yeah, oriented you, side. That, I just you like, like... It to, you know that uh, felt like he he didn't. It, this feels like the least Tony movie, mm-hmm. despite the fact it does have billowing curtains and weird sexuality and yeah, everything like that. It, it does feel like very different from. Like what i have coming up we'll put it
1: right it's not like um it doesn't fit yeah it doesn't fit into any of the boxes that he would like make for himself
0: yeah i think this movie's great too i think this is a five-star movie by the way oh for sure but, it's uh, a banger
1: i love the yeah, eight. so what do you have for eight? Ooh, number eight after revenge i have uh enemy of the state mm-hmm. number eight good great great movie just a solid this is like the platonic ideal of i'm on it's tnt it's like Sunday at two p.m. I have a hangover, and uh, you and you want to know some drama. Yes, I want to yeah. know some drama. Is the closer on? Is Major Crimes on? I got to or bash. Ooh, the last ship. Am I going to hang yeah. out with my friend Adam Baldwin? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm going to watch a...
0: <laughs> this. Um really slick mainstream upgraded remake of the conversation without any of the ambiguity that made the conversation a masterpiece
1: yeah exactly like, does he somehow make the gene hackman's character in the conversation like a uh, more of a human like a human being that you could like conceivably see yourself like, having a conversation with without like going to the like... beach
0: with with your pale ass legs
1: God, he has the palest grand. Oh God, those His pale grandpa, grandpa legs! legs. I love those grandpa pale
0: grandpa, grandpa- legs. <laughs> You're showing your
1: age with the pale grandpa legs. <laughs> that is some peak pale grandpa leg. You love it, folks. You love I to lo- see it. I, I I love.
0: I love Enemy of the State. I love it's good, it. It's a good. It's a banger. Good time. What a what a fun movie. Just like it's a perfect spot. yeah. And this is the this is the Enemy of the State range because it's so well made. You got you got to be impressed with it, but it's not like not transcendent but it's really yeah. really good
1: yeah it's like yeah and at this point like all these movies are like pretty much I feel like it's just going to come down to taste like they're all pretty oh, yeah. like comparable in quality yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, number seven for me this is maybe a controversial mm. controversially low for some people number seven mm. is where I have Top Gun whoa uh, That's fun. I, I love Top Gun I think it's um. every time I do see it though I find it to be kind of slight in the same way, mm. Days of Thunder is slight, but they just did it first on top. Uh, that's, that's better fair. versions, but it's like it's like uh, kind of cruises by. I'm still deeply confused on who they're doing battle with at the end of the movie. I've seen it like a that dozen was, times in my life. Yes, sir, it's clearly the enemy. I don't know what you're it's talking. the bad guy. It's the bad, yeah, guy. It's, it's it's the bad the ba- guy. Bad guys. The and, force. Like I, I thought this was training. I don't know. Who knows what's going on. It's, I don't get. Hey, I don't get how Goose dies. Still, like, <laughs> like what leads them to that? I think they get hit by a bird or something, right?
1: Yeah, there's like a malfunction of some kind, and then he hits the. I think the, the top. um
0: the romance between Cruz and Kelly McGillis is odd. Yeah. It's called it odd. It's
1: yeah. Well, like, hey, that's because the true romance is clearly between Ice and uh, Ice and, and Mav and Goose. Maybe a little Goose in there. Mav and yeah, it is
0: a <laughs> masculine love affair. Yeah, we'll, you know,
1: and, it's masculine but, in the ancient Greek
0: sense of the yeah, term. But this is a classic. This is a classic movie. <sighs> you know, it's a banger. It's, it's a it's banger. It's a banger. It's also a banger. But I mean, I was the guy who said Top Gun Maverick was better.
1: I yeah, it. I disagree with that. So with every fiber of my being, I 100 percent disagree with that, and that's fine. We'll have that conversation when we'll we get. get to yeah,
0: it. yeah, we might have to rewatch Top Gun. Going into yeah, the Top Gun Maverick episode, both. Like, I
1: feel like Top Gun is like like art in Top Gun Maverick. It is art. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like a derivative art. It's not yeah. it's not its own it's thing. So,
0: it's slick. It's, it's a sl- slick, is slick movie. It is
1: slick. It is slick. I, I will give it that. And it it's like, hey, look, Joseph Kosinki he makes great makes great uh, Zales. Yeah, very pretty, very, 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 pretty, very pretty pictures. Yeah, what? very pretty. And like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to dislike. Because like, I like Tron Legacy. I think he's like a good yeah. I even liked Oblivion.
0: I, I want watched... to see the Firefighter one. I think we've talked about we both want to see the Firefighter Oh, one. yeah, Fire the one
1: with Miles Teller. I do yeah. want to see. Yeah, it's so funny that he's found, like, that's like his muse, it feels like, is Miles Teller, which is da- weird. Damien Chazel sent Miles Teller to the curb. <laughs> like, like a dear letter. Yeah, have fun
0: being in a Nicholas Wending rep in miniseries. I-, I met Ryan Gosling, and
1: uh, he's, he's a better star than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Miles laughs> no cause, well because miles teller he truly did think there was a moment where he thought he was like the second coming he had that like remember that article they made yeah well he was supposed to be in la la land and he got replaced
0: man because rightfully so right gosling is better in that role than miles teller ever could have been
1: 100 like i love it's that like, part
0: I... is tailor-made for a guy of Ryan comes skill set. Well, here's
1: the thing. Miles Teller is like not a he's not fun. No, well, he's like a, he's like more of a like, nigga every man. Like he's he not, like so Ryan. Ryle... He R- comes off as a bully. I think. Yeah, a little bit. I think he kind of comes off as a bully. I think he comes off as like a See, I think he can sometimes comes off as a bully and sometimes he can mm-hmm. come off as like a kind of like a like, I like love. I
0: like him in Top Gun Maverick. We'll we'll talk about it then, but yeah,
1: it's it is Yeah. yeah. Although I will say the best performance, non screws and non Kilmer. It's not, it's not Miles Teller. It's a guy, a little guy named Glenn Powell.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, I mean, that's the thing is Miles Teller's looking at the guy across the room who's like a legitimate like, movie star. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's in the, amazing.
1: Like, that is yeah. the thing. I mean, I, I think that's kind of why I like him though, because it, it's so weird that he's where he's at. He does mm-hmm. not have the looks. He doesn't yeah. have the yeah, yeah. He's
0: like, yeah, like you look at Glenn Powell, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's like made it move at the movie star factory
1: oh yeah he, <laughs> they, they, they had some spare hemsworth parts and they <laughs> created this immaculate like this hunk Oculus.
0: yeah like easy easy breezy text like we took a little bit of a hemsworth brother we took a little <laughs> bit of matthew mcconaughey and we put him into a blender We
1: yeah. got this guy. S- sprinkled a little paw Rudd right in there yeah like <laughs> yeah. We, yeah we're good but yeah,
0: uh, let's let's yeah. let's go
1: with this guy. <laughs> um, yep. Uh what, man, what, your... do you have at, what do you have at seven? at uh, seven? Mmm. This uh in the way that like your top gun might be controversial, this one might be controversial too. Uh because and these are all bangers, these next movies. All yeah. of these are good. Um I have true romance. Yeah. It's a great it's a great movie. It is um super well made. It's so wild. It is like I think what's impressive about it is it's on paper. I should hate this movie because it's about an annoying comic book nerd that like yeah. somehow gets but the fills, girl and fills
0: all of his horny dreams. It's insane. <laughs> like I
1: should fucking hate this movie, but it is impressive that Christian Slater. I think part of it is that Christian Slater is such a he's really well cast. He's, he's the right guy for the part. Perfectly cast because yeah. he's like he's like a scum. <laughs> bag, but he's also like in a nerd, but he's like believable as like a hunk. He's so, cause he's like he's a hunk, but he's a hunk in a kind yeah. of um well, he's, uh, like, a, I
0: mean, he's like his hero, Jack Nicholson. Yes! Like That's he's awesome. attractive, but not conventionally attractive. In the same uh, way, like we were just talking about Glenn Powell as, or uh Chris Pine being conventionally attractive. People. Yeah,
1: like people that are almost aliens in their attractiveness. Yeah. Like Chris Christian Slater is 100% a down-to-earth, and like fun, you, like you get a sense that'd be fun to hang out with him, <laughs> which is crazy.
0: You're getting your you're you're getting your ass arrested if you're hanging out with him at this time Oh, uh, like... oh no 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 no. You're yeah, going,
1: yeah. Fun and scarecrows, like you're yeah. Gonna be,
0: you're gonna be the guy who has who ends up with the real serious drug
1: problem. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find yourself in a Justin Bartha situation. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: You're you're always Justin <laughs> Bartha if you're hanging with Christian Slater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's a it's never ending hangover, brother. Ugh, bro, brother, <laughs> brother. Oh man, uh, six for me is uh, Enemy of the State. It's where I have Enemy of the State yeah. in the sixth spot. I think this is a great movie. It's just mm-hmm. a, this is a this is a TNT. Yeah, TNT classic. Like, yeah, works. You know, Will Smith and, is
1: great. Uh, this, Gene Hackman is great, <laughs> and I
0: do love that. I mean, you'll see when we kind of get to it, like. A lot of the ones toward the top are, for me are like the ones that really like work at a script level,
1: mm-hmm. work
0: at just being like a, like that solid like we were just talking about with Unstoppable that solid workman like craftsmanship,
1: mm-hmm. yeah like just like purely...
0: executing in a really groovy way with great stars a good script,
1: yeah, it's like yeah it's like a just functional like really yeah. supremely yeah every piece works yeah, uh, what do you got six? Number six, uh, I have The Hunger here. Uh, I really like The Hunger. I like this movie a lot, and I kind of wish that um, as much as I do love all of the, uh, you know, like, oh, we got to stop this train from hitting a, a vehicle or, you know, I love that stuff. And there's yeah, yeah, a different of... world, he's making 16 movies like The Hunger. Yeah, which man uh, it would be. Cool. And, and, yeah. yeah, and and I don't want. Yeah, I hundred percent would take this world over that world. But I wouldn't have minded like another like um kind of like a tender Tony Scott. I want to see yeah. that side. Uh, like yeah. yeah, and it's just uh, also just aesthetically, it's fun. It feels yeah, like
0: it's a gorgeous movie.
1: Oh my god, yeah, it's like a great great look. I love the ending. The it's insane,
0: super so eighties too. Like such a peak, like flashy eighties movie.
1: Oh, and the the intro, that great like oh yeah, the, the Boss. yeah, yeah. That's like one of the that might be an all time. That's in like the easily in the top three Tony Scott intro movie. Back, intros, back when sure. you had
0: the courage to insert a music video directly within the story of your movie, yeah. and we've, that's seen just... be- we've seen it before. Body double, obviously the best version with yeah. the relax sequence. Oh man, but even the uh, any given Sunday, the rap video. Right in the oh. middle that Jamie Foxx does. Uh that is a great <laughs> It's really good. It's really uh, good. Man. I hope he's doing alright. I hope he's doing all right too. We love we love we love Jamie Foxx on mm-hmm. the show. Uh, Academy sure. Academy favorite. Oh for sure. Uh number five for me. Mm-hmm. The Last Boy Scout. Ooh. In the number five spot. Last Boy Scout kicks ass. I don't know the rules. Like, it's you know, so
1: good. That like, <laughs> <It> means you see that spirited, <laughs> insane like Joel <laughs> Silver special. Like uh, one of the best intros to a movie ever. So ludicrous. The whole football uh, player pulling uh, the gun on the field. It's just like yeah.
0: it is Tony and Shane Black and Joel Silver. <laughs> Cocaine Dream. Cocaine Hay is of a... where at their most cynical. At their most nasty and cynical, and you're like, here's this movie. This is how we're gonna open it. What do you think is gonna happen
1: next? It's like I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> taylor negron too oh, man. oh he's
0: so good in it and bruce willis no matter what kind of a pill he was perfect oh At, like a great one it. of one of my favorite bruce characters
1: another, guy we, hope we, another
0: guy we hope we're doing well hope is doing well we love bruce willis too oh
1: for sure yeah for sure
0: damon waynes Halle berry like Bruce was yeah bruce mcgill <laughs>
1: like god he like, has that great cameo yeah. too like or not cameo he's like yeah
0: his like little yeah. sequence because he gets the um kind of detective like classical shane black detective story rolling when he get when he blows up because mm-hmm. it's like oh why did he blow up in my car in front of my house like that's interesting <laughs> i need to <laughs> well, figure this out well, who's like, the guy James... we like to kim Coates, who is really yeah. fun in this one too yeah,
1: James Gandolfini gets his start in this right.
0: movie. James Gandolfini as well. Yeah, it, 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 this movie is this this movie's a good damn hoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, like... it's a fun time. It's and this is a like, popcorn classic. Uh without a doubt, the most movie night movie. Mm-hmm. In, in Tony Scott's calendar. Oh
1: my god. Yeah, this would be such a fun it's it'd be such a fun watch with friends or right at the new yeah. Bev with like a huge audience.
0: Oh, this would sell out at the New Bev. They play oh, a if, like a weekend, a weekend thing. This would sell out, no doubt. Mm-hmm. They should play it. I would go.
1: <laughs> I'd yeah. love to see it in the theater. Do this in like Bad Boys 1, like the first Bad Boys? Oh man, one mm. night out of the theater. Yeah, well, that's a popcorn
0: night, man. If there ever mm. was
1: one. What do you have at five? Oh man, number five. I have a little movie called Crimson Tide. Mm. It's a platonic ideal of a... Like, you know, we said Enemy of the State was like the platonic This is the true platonic well, no, Crim- ideal. Crimson is better
0: than Enemy of the State.
1: Oh, it's it's and... well, it's elevated by a... You know
0: Tarantino, <laughs> Killer ta- Killer Tarantino, two leads at the peak of their powers, mm-hmm. and like uh, absolutely like endlessly good supporting guest.
1: Yeah, everyone just a stacked, just stacked a stacked murder guys. Through. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh like, man, like another
0: Tony Scott. There are no ladies in this movie. <laughs> um, no,
1: like Vigo, Gandolfini, uh, George that DeSunza, uh,
0: one... Oh, he's uh, so Cob, good in this. He's great, Matt Craven. Uh, yeah. Steve Zahn. Like, mm. yeah, you're right. Like, but I mean, it's Vigo and Dizenza and Gandolfini. Who am I kidding? Gandolfini's awesome. Uh,
1: Gandolfini rules. He's such a great yeah.
0: heavy in this. Yeah, I, it's such a good movie. We'll talk Danny about Danny Nucci. Yeah, Danny Nucci, the guy who gets the Silver Surfer speech. Oh man, but, uh, it. I love this movie. We'll talk mm. about it more in just a moment. Because <laughs> I'm a little bit <laughs> higher than you. Four uh, is where I have true romance. Nice. Um it's romance great movie. Great. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. It's so good. <laughs> we go, well, so Charlie Bronson here. like, <laughs> oh Drexel. <laughs> just oh my these see the one off scenes that are like one after the other that get more ludicrous, more questionable. <laughs> and come with the content, <laughs> like, and just like everybody from, um, I mean, the, the Chris Walk and Dennis Hopper scene, the Sicilian scene is one of the nuttier, oh. more memorable things of all time.
1: Oh, everything,
0: man. everything with Gary Oldman, uh, Brad Pitt's Floyd,
1: <laughs> oh, so <laughs> good, a, t- well, a true let's... delight, and um, a true example of like a an actor being kind of selfless because, like, he is. This is like. Brad Pitt at the beginning of his like career Just is, like wanting to work with Tony. Yeah, and, and to smoke
0: do a fun some... character.
1: Yeah, it's fun to smoke, uh, you know, uh, weed out of a honey bear. Like it's, it's...
0: But, and this has got an unstoppable cast too. Ed Lauder, I'm going backwards here. Ed Lauder, Paul Ben Victor, Kevin Corrigan is in this Ooh. one. Size, I'm <laughs> size more and Chris oh, Penn. Oh Victor my god, Argo. This... Um Obviously, like the scene, maybe the scene of the movie James Gandolfini and Patricia Arquette in the hotel scene, Ooh, which is although, one the, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of scenes in the movie. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of scene. There's like, cause I think of one with like Saul Rubinek and. Well, I want to get Saul Rubinek as Lee
0: Donowitz as Joel Ooh. Silver, <laughs> man. And I love the Lee Donowitz produced "Going Home in a Body Bag," which stars Rick Dalton, the late great Rick Dalton. Man. in yeah. one of Rick's comeback roles of the eighties, <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael Rappaport, Sam Jackson, Val Kilmer, Dennis Hopper. I mean, just on like, yeah, a uh, plutonic, the, the ideal cast.
1: It could be the best cast ever put together. It's one like a the, there. Of the yeah. ever
0: assembled. Yeah, and they're all in yeah. service of a crackling. Young Quentin Tarantino script mm-hmm. that you know Tarantino I'll tell you the only guy who's ever executed anything I wrote well <laughs> is uh well I would say Robert Roderick, I guess who did too but um because that's his boy but um yeah Tony like
1: he's like the he's, only outsider you know
0: yeah who like executed and like really like made this thing sing and I think this script I think would have felt a little weird and navel gazy if Quentin Tarantino had directed it. Too, yeah, because it is like I think Clarence is like the one of the more autobiographical characters he's mm-hmm. ever put out there. But uh I like this one, obviously number four spot. Yeah, you know.
1: it's a banger. I love it too. It's a great movie. It's like yeah, it's a good good time. Mm-hmm. We have it for Oh man. I'm looking at my list and I'm like, do I want to change It's So <laughs> all these movies are so good. That's the problem. This is where it's, like, is
0: where it's getting down to it with like uh, the, the funnest ones.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to keep it how it is. Stay true to myself. Uh, number four. It's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's just such a great time. It's so joyous. It's such a fun. And It's perfect. It's like a perfect. Yeah. And like Yeah. Like you. You go in, you know what you're getting. You get exactly what you want at the highest quality said thing can be achieved at. Absolutely, and and that's like number four. Testament to how good Tony Scott is as a director. In opinion, if that's like like yeah, a movie where it's like it's like yeah, this is a perfect ten out of ten. Like yeah, so like you know, great stuff. Yeah, we talked about it, and you know,
0: um, and my number three, I have Crimson Tide. Ooh yeah, I Crimson Tide is like it's good movie making. This is really Mm. good movie making. Like I I hadn't seen it in so long. And when we rewatched it, I was like, this is so good. Like I love this movie and it's so well crafted and put together. And you're right. Like Tarantino is the hired gun to spruce it up.
2: It helps
0: a script that's really well structured and put together and like dynamic to begin with. And who doesn't want to see Gene Hackman and a younger Denzel going Mm. at it? No one. It's like act. It's a fantasy, a dream, Dreamcast.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah.
0: So yeah, Crimson Tide at three. So we're, you're at three. Oh man, could be this one of th- three
1: movies. So this is where I put. This is where I put the Last Boy Scout. Uh-huh. I just it is just um. It's, it's, it's awesome. I think it was the most surprising. Like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I think this is the movie I went in like kind of expecting like oh it'll be good and like it's just so. Yeah, it's so dark and so the ending is so crazy. The it's whole so mean. sequence. Yeah. yeah. The whole sequence at the stadium a, and like the
0: car. doing a jig up the in the stadium after throwing a Taylor Negron into like a
1: helicopter. Incredible. Yeah. In, no one does it like fucking Tony. No one. Yeah, no one. Uh, one of a kind director. And yeah, and like the aesthetic is just on point. It's just yeah, what a great
0: Yeah. Totally. Work.
1: Yep, word wrestle cinematography. Uh, there we go. All right, number um. two. For me, mm-hmm.
0: unstoppable.
1: Yeah, no, hey,
0: and it's a battle yeah. between this the one A, one B. For this, because I love, I just love Unstoppable. I think it's just masterful. It's mm-hmm. Such a good time. But we spent an hour covering it an hour ago, so we can, we can move on to your number two. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs>
1: it's, we yeah, it's an hour for not fairly recently. <laughs> oh, so. uh, man. Number two, and you're going to... And maybe we'll save the bulk of the top, because I have a feeling it could be your number one. It's, mm. like, it could be the best. It's like his... It's so tough. And mm-hmm. I did go back and forth with my 2 and one too. Like, Man on Fire is... Yeah. It's like a perfect, uh, it's just an incredible, and it and it tra- and it's like the, I feel like it's the one film of the new era of Tony Scott that truly transcends and is like a genuine, like, lead. Not that his other films aren't serious piece works of art that he can be, you know, but this is like on another level. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so yeah. much going on. Yeah. Well,
0: let's just transition into it. Manifier is my number one. Yeah. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's the purest distillation of what he does. Mm-hmm like and it's like it's him it's a co- it's, it's a total combination of all of his styles mm-hmm. denzel washington and his sincere hopeful side and his incredibly nasty like violent side
2: mm-hmm.
0: like denzel washington does shove a bomb up a man's ass yeah. And lets them blow up. He cuts off guy's fingers. He also has one of the tenderest surrogate father-daughter relationships in yeah. movie history. Well, and also well. the
1: action doesn't start until like an hour into the movie.
0: And then when it starts, it's like he I was thinking about that club scene. Like insane. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an absolutely phenomenal Denzel performance. And you're right, Gracey is an artist. <laughs> his instrument is death and he's about to paint his masterpiece only, Kill, can- only chris walken they're friends somehow it's great oh I, man it's, it's such a banger of a movie it's justifies it's 130 minute runtime i think yep. like it is i think it's yeah i think it's like um tony's um you know it's the it's the dream it's like his, like, I'm cashing in my chips. Mm-hmm. I've done this for all these people. I'm going to make this epic movie that captures everything that I do. And yeah. pushes all the aesthetic even further, too. Yeah.
1: Like, his, and it's the darkness and the light. Like, yeah. it goes to the cynical depths that, you know, that last Boy Scout and Revenge you, went to. But it also maintains, like, a heart. And it doesn't, it maintains the heart without it feeling, uh, like, cheesy or, yeah. like, I mean, it's like, one uh, of it's one of the few reports. movies where someone gets
0: a bomb shoved up their ass that you also cry at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like, I you're, like, rooting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you're also a... rooting for that bomb to go up.
0: That you day. wanted to. And then it's like and then, of course, like the greatest ending of all time is the John Creasy this year born, this year died
1: for a fictional character. <laughs> I love that. I love that his commitment. Yeah, because like even him doing that in Unstoppable, giving little like, you know,
0: where they are, where are they now for all these fictional characters? Hell yeah. Yeah. It it's satisfying, and that's what Tony that's what Tony did best. He made satis he makes satisfying ass movies that just like you know. I I think I know what your number one is. I'm a little surprised this is your number one. I don't remember you liking it. No,
1: I like this it a lot. level.
0: Like I, uh, I, with uh with your number one movie, go for it.
1: It's Top Gun. I think yeah. it's like well, and I think it's just genuinely unique and. It is just like a. I don't think any other movie matches like the wild tone of this, like the the serene vibes and aesthetic of this film. It has an unparalleled aesthetic in my like cinema as a visual art form. Uh, this is like one of the pinnacles in my opinion. And like it's I that the, like yeah the,
0: the um the queer reading mm. only makes it more dynamic and weird. Like.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: unexpected.
1: Well, <laughs> and he's like, and it's like, here's the thing, too. He's not like, he uh, he didn't kowtow to like anyone. He, he, he set out to make the movie he wanted to make. And that subtext, like, it's, I think you've said it and, when we were talking about it back.
0: Yeah, he made a subversive movie. Mm-hmm. Like, under the oh. noses of, under the Cokefield noses of <laughs> Simpson and Brooklyn. <Brock-Timer. laughs> yes. Yeah, and I think that that does make it more. It is interesting because I think there's an argument. We'll talk about it. We'll 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 re- we'll rewatch Top Gun one as mm-hmm. research for our Maverick episode. But um, there's nothing subversive in the new one. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: And that's um, not bad. That's not no. bad at all. That's not like yeah, it's still a great film. I just think that like yeah, the subversion and then truly the yeah that California uh. What did we say again? The California uh, shine sheen or California? Yeah, California
0: sheen. Let's call it that.
1: Yeah, yeah. California sheen. Like it just, um, it's one of a kind and it's just something I've never seen any, That it's just something that hasn't been emulated by anyone. He was the only person that really did it at the level that he did it at. And then no one has been able to emulate it. Yeah. In yeah. the same way that like no one's been able to really capture new era like Tony Scott, that's its own beast. You know what well, I mean? Well,
0: I think, um, He's a completely sincere filmmaker. Yeah, and in our era of kind of like navel-gazing meta commentary,
1: God, yeah, everything. This is yeah. a
0: man who made, who just made pure entertainment movies, told yep. the yarn, got in and out, he had a nice evening, and he made them for adults. Most of these movies are rated R.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: yeah, it's a lost art.
1: 100 yeah. percent yeah it's sad
0: yeah and even even if you try like to make something like this for netflix or something the suits at netflix and all that kind of thing are gonna screw it up and you're just not power nobody's powerful enough i guess nobody's coke fueled enough <laughs>
1: to anymore yeah to... I mean, co- yeah it's a bummer like it's yeah you know is that like the secret like is that like, i mean I, I think I it's I just.
0: Maybe no one wants, like, very few can indulge their perversions on Mm -hmm. screen and their, like, fetishism. Like, Tony's a very fetishistic filmmaker, too. Mm -hmm. I think um, the cars, like, we were talking about the cars rolling and the way he shoots people and, like, the movement. Like, the stuff he's into Mm -hmm. comes out on screen. Stuff that fascinates him, the kind of stuff that drives him, the stuff that... Uh, attracts yeah, him
1: you know where's his like heart and his interests on his sleeve he's not hiding anything and he's not trying to like he's trying to entertain you don't get me wrong i think he had that in mind but he's yeah, trying to do it in his own specific way he's not trying to like you know bend to the arc of a producer or a specific ip you know yeah
0: so i'm I, I overall i'm i'm very very sad that we only have 16 movies But I'm also very happy we got 16 movies,
1: and that they're all like good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they're all good. They're all like a good time. And so treat yourself this Tuesday evening to to any Tony Scott movie of your choice. Maybe maybe it is Unstoppable. Maybe it is Revenge Finally. But um, you know, celebrate the man. He ruled. I'm sad he's gone. I think we all are. Yeah. And you know, that's a total bummer, but. Boy, man, he he took charge of those sixty-eight years he had. And yeah, he's like, lived more of a, a life. Yeah. He lived more of a life than you or I might ever will.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, honestly. I'm not climbing a canyon anytime soon. No. Sorry. <laughs>
0: he was doing that into his sixties. Man. Yeah. Wild. A real a real real champion and a real like it turns out a secret o tour of the highest order.
1: For sure. Not, um, and not like a not that bullshit like vulgar. He's a, yeah. a tour. He's, like, yeah, yeah, just
0: you could drop it. Uh, we would love if you have a top 16 Tony Scott list. Oh, send it nuts. our way. Send it to yeah. Email us at theacademyacademypodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter. You can send it at theacadacad or reach out to, him, to make a list on Letterboxd mm. and we'll check it out. Send it along. I'm going to make my list public. I've had it on private for the last couple of weeks uh, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't want anyone, I didn't want anyone knowing what they already knew that I was gonna make man on fire number one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, big surprise there <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just made the list public so it's Ooh. there go see, see it now check us out on letterbox and all the systems uh next week on the program we are covering we are covering 2013's the counselor. Oh directed by Ridley Scott written by Cormac McCarthy. Uh this we watched the director's cut which is about 10 or 15 minutes longer
2: mm-hmm. than
0: um the theatrical cut. We'll get into that. Uh this movie can be rented through the, all the services. It also has a very nice Blu-ray that's what Patrick and I took a look at. Mm-hmm. Um is a rough one. <laughs> yeah, Patrick saw it the first time. Not a uh,
1: not a not a fun time at the mo- This is like uh go in prepared,
0: folks. Yeah, this is yeah. Eat your vegetables. Be ready. Yeah, <laughs> eat, eat your vegetables, counselor. Or else, or else what? Maybe I won't eat vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad, the movie's about guy guy being told he should avoid a bad diet, and he ends up with a very very bad. <laughs> yeah oh man the diet's not good uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Huber, hubris the film uh, yeah. <laughs> the week after that uh, a very exciting one we'll be watching training day from Ooh. antoine fuqua we're back back with we're the back, equalizer back with the equalizer back with denzel washington we can't Ooh. we can bid Neri a week off from denzel yeah. washington <laughs>
1: he has a lot of work he's he's busy
0: yeah and he's in a lot of these movies he is the um <laughs> To him, Russell Crowe, and Nicolas Cage are the patron fathers of all of these movies. <laughs> like, yeah, that is, it is the, their time. The four pillars, I guess, will throw Tom Cruise in as the fourth pillar of... Uh, Scott Scott. Of the Scott <laughs> Scott of this project that we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, so we returned to Denzel Washington, returned to Antoine Foucault with arguably their most celebrated film, Training Day. I haven't seen it for a while. I cannot wait. I'm pumped.
1: i I'm watch so Training ready. Day.
0: Yeah, I'm so ready for this one. And then it has that California scene too. Yeah. As well. Has that
1: is is that like a is that Fiori? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh Training
0: Day is on a service I did not know existed, BET Plus. Ooh. Uh, so I'm sure there's all sorts of cool stuff on there. I didn't know yeah. there's so many damn services. Like I'm not I won't subscribe but I, I own Training Day. Come on. But uh yeah. it's also on rented through any of the services. It's right. on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Training Day ain't going out of print anytime soon. Oh <laughs> uh, no way. No, that's it's it's in the it's in, it's in yeah. the, the holidays. If we called American Gangster a modern classic of the form, training day is even bigger. I, oh, I can't yeah. wait. We get we talk we get talk Ethan Hawke again. I, oh uh, man, yeah. he returns, yes. Yeah, I'm pumped for that one. So we got the fun continued despite saying goodbye in a sense to Tony Scott mm-hmm. this week. He he will loom large over the project. He will come up again on our Top Gun episode uh, shortly, and uh, he's a king. Hands off to him. Hell yeah. So for Patrick, I'm Don.
1: We will see you next week on the Academy Academy, Counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do want that ring. I'm sorry, that diamond. I do. (laughs) What you need to know, though, about diamonds. They are imperfect.
0: And... To go for perfection would be liquid. Be aware of that, counselor, as you continue down this road that you have chosen
1: for yourself. <laughs> uh, whatever. Smell you later, uh, dude. Yeah, whatever. Smell you later. I'm gonna <laughs> get... I'm gonna
0: get yeah. You see, I'm dating Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Idiot.
1: <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <You're a laughs> fucking nerd. My best friend owns two cheetahs. That won't yeah. be a problem. And he's like... A really reliable guy. <laughs> yeah. he, have you seen him? He dresses like
0: a guy you could take really seriously in dangerous operations. Like He's got he's, his shit together. He's, yeah. He has no fatal flaw at all. <laughs> this guy that looks like Jimmy Buffett's Beetlejuice. But don't worry, this is other guy I got hooked up with who is like a, the modern urban cowboy who can't stop talking about... It's gonna go bad. Everything is going to go bad. You should not be a part of this at all, Cancellor. Cool. Where'd you get that hat?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rock on, dude. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Peace. Cool. cool.